like what you're hearing right now, then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Good evening. Before we begin, a disclaimer and a warning for tonight's episode. Tonight's broadcast may be unsuitable for children, adults, and living creatures. Listener's discretion is advised. I've been keeping my ear to the streets. The UK run out of ideas. Everybody's doing covers of American feet. Live from the In The Room studios located in the net carrier and cloud, this is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Live from the In The Room studios located in the net carrier and cloud, this is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Voice of Choice Wrestling Nation. Worldwide. 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 Worldwide, baby. Worldwide, man. Worldwide. 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 You need dating and relationship advice? And we're the latest to give that to you and a whole lot more. That dating show with SportsX Michelle and Pamela Michelle right here on VOC Nation. This is phenomenal one. AJ South. Jim Bowie, the artist formerly known as Kazan. This is Eugene. This is Chris Jericho. This is Sci-Fi's original vampire. Hey guys, this is Serena D. This is Madison Rain. This is A-Double Austin Aries, the hardcore icon. Incredible. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist and TNA superstar, Kurt Angle. You are listening to In The Ring. The best talk show that you can hear. Tuesday night, 9 a.m. Central, VOCNation.com, TheBradyHicks.com, breaking down all that's going on in wrestling today. It's not easy being in IT today. Data is growing exponentially, technology is changing at an accelerating pace, and the consequences of unplanned downtime are more serious than ever. Storage Pipe helps eliminate these risks by automating all the data protection and disaster recovery for your laptops, servers, and virtual systems through a single provider. Storage Pipe can help you free up more time, recover faster, and improve the reliability of your backup process. Visit StoragePipe.com. Looking for a DJ? Looking for someone to host your event? Then look no further. Philadelphia's hottest DJ and host, The Voice of Choice. The Voice of Choice has hosted the hottest events in the tri-state area. Book The Voice of Choice for all your karaoke, conventions, and parties. Go to www.vocnation.com for more information or email The Voice of Choice at voc at vocnation.com. Remember when WCW was awesome? Uh, remember when WCW was on? I do. I was there. So we live the memories with us. Good, bad, or indifferent. For WCW Retro. Myself. And sometimes me. And sometimes Derek. We'll have a different topic every show about our favorite wrestling company, WCW. Call in and join us too. You can share the memories with us. WCW Retro. Right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The most polarizing personalities worldwide. This 
is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hey, it's me, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Net Carrier has many great products and services to increase your bottom line. Be sure to ask your Net Carrier representative about our hosted PBX. Call Net Carrier today for a free analysis of your phone bills. 877-255-7733. That's right, 877-255-7733. Call now. Hey, I'm the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, telling you fans worldwide to visit VOCNation.com. VOC Nation gives you top-notch interviews with the hottest guests, the latest news, and lots of fun from the greatest team headed by the voice of choice. Hey, take it from me, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. VOCNation.com is the place to go, baby. Okay, Philadelphia parents, listen up. Do you have a child in the house that's just about to learn how to drive? Well, you got to do this. you got to head over to DuncanSchoolOfDriving.com. Best of Bucks County 2013, as voted by the Courier Times, Duncan School of Driving, specialist in teenage driver training. Keep that insurance down. Keep them accident-free, 215-639-1990. They're endorsed by the Pennsylvania Police Officers Association, DuncanSchoolOfDriving.com. Hey everyone, it's Michelle SportsX reminding you to visit SportsXMedia.com and check out all of Pamela Michelle's work over at SXM Sports. Thanks. You know, the Patriot looks very tan today. I wonder if he got his, his tan <laughs> from uh, Sunboat Tans over in Southampton, Pennsylvania. Awesome place. That's how I get my color. And as you see, it's very effective. Now, maybe, maybe he's going to get another tan. Possibly. Maybe he's going to go to SunboatTan.com and try to get that tan. Again, guys, check me out. You can see where I get my color from. Hola, hola, hola. I am Shelly Funtime Martinez. And I am Dazzling Danielle. And together we are the Martinez Girls. <laughs> Tune in on VUC Nation. And until then, Danielle, I and you are Audi 5000. Adios. Toodles. Voice of Choice Wrestling Nation. Worldwide. 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 Worldwide, baby. Worldwide, man. Worldwide. 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 Are you getting lost in the cloud? Is technology moving too fast for you? Find your way at netcarrier.com. Ride the end cloud and soar above your competition. This is Hilo Brown, and right here, right now, you better recognize that I am down with the VOC Nation. Now recognize that. Pub invites you to play the best tavern, kino, and video poker in Vegas. We just gave away over $444,000 in daily free play, with even more to come. It's not only great gaming that Steiner's Pub has, it's the best bar food and beer list to match our hospitality. Are you ready for some football? Drink Miller and ice-cold craft beer starting at just $250. Don't miss your chance to win 12 55-inch TVs or $100,000 in cash by drinking Svetka Vodka. Steiner's, the Nevada-style pub at 8410 West Cheyenne. 1750 North Buffalo and Las Vegas Boulevard in Windmill. Steiners, I love this place! Hey, it's me, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. And if you're looking for the best sports, 
and entertainment memorabilia, you've got to check out my friends at American Icon Autographs. It's awesome, baby! Hey, check out the best memorabilia in town! They've got thousands of authentic autographs. That's right. Take it from me, the mouth of the sound, Jimmy Hart. If you want sports memorabilia, baby, you got it. Baseball, basketball, hockey, Playboy Playmates, even wrestling. They're awesome, baby. Don't get caught in the... Well, well, it is I, the lyrical miracle, the sexual intellectual. The cunning linguist and the quintessential stud muffin. Joel, my schlong is like a baby's arm, like a baby up in your mama's room. And she loves it when we're listening to In the Room Gardner. Keep listening and have yourself. And ear VOCNation.com, TheBradyHicks.com, and uh, we, we are live. And unfortunately, sometimes when you're live, uh, the technical issues come with it. I, I think I finally figured it out. After two weeks of struggling with how to get MacRim set up, um, I think we maybe are on to something now. Um, this is Brady Hicks here, uh, and I'm very flustered right now. Brady Hicks from Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Uh, joining me on the line, as always, the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Not much, Brady. How you doing? Um, you know what? I'm good. Now that we're on the air, I'm good. I feel like I'm home, you know? Kind of like the Olive Garden, you know? When I'm here, I'm family. Um, so, <sighs> need a deep breath, Stro. The maestro, former WCW star, joining us as well. What's going on, Stro? <laughs> Great to be here, man. Falls almost here, man. Excited. Pumpkin pie, man. Yes, pumpkin pie. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're not one of those. Um, you're not one of those girls, are you? That talks about pumpkin spice lattes and then does color runs in the in the spring. That's not oh, you, is no. it, Kathy? Oh no, that's just nasty. <laughs> oh, <hell> no. <laughs> we also have. No, I'll uh, hit somebody uh, with the color run. Now I'll nail people with the color. That's no problem. <laughs> Yes, 
We we also have our good friend Matt Grimm joining us on the line, and I believe we have it squared away, Matt. I, I'm hoping so. That, that sounds good. And and for the record, I do color runs. So nice. watch it, Matt. Do you really? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, okay. Re- real quick, uh, because um, our guest is one and a couple minutes late, and that's very fortunate um, because. <laughs> Nothing has worked out. I've been basically at the computer since about 8.30 trying to figure this out, 8.30 Eastern. Um, let me give out the number, and I see we have our some of our callers are already starting to file in, the, the usual cast and crew, so no worries there. Uh, 914-338-1885, that is 1885, and that is how you get in touch with us here tonight. Uh, you can also use the Skype tab, supposedly, although I've never known anyone that successfully completed a call using it. Uh, but supposedly you can from VOCNation.com. So uh, be sure to try and check that out, especially if I don't really want to talk to you tonight. Uh, Harry from the UK, I'm actually looking in your direction there. I'm only kidding. Uh, tonight's special guest, and there's so much I want to talk about tonight, but i, I got to get it out of the way real quick. Uh, tonight's special guest, I'm sure you guys all saw, uh, Sabu. ECW legend, guy bled on the seat of my car, and it's still stained, and probably has hep C, or at least a dozen other, I'm only kidding, Um, (laughs) I am only kidding, I hope she's not listening, Uh, Melissa Coates, Sabu's genie, joining us on the line, she's going to talk about the GoFundMe site, it's actually a tremendous cause, I I always feel for these wrestlers who are... uh, down and can't pay their medical bills like that, you know? I mean, it's it's expensive. I mean, first of all, who insures a wrestler, Strell? Uh, what was that again? I'm sorry. I just asked you, who actually insures a wrestler? Like, how easy is it to get insurance? Oh, oh uh, I see. Um, you know, it, it's tough, man. You know, we, we, we have to get our own deals. and um, You know, it, it, with the exception you know, with WWE, you know, with uh, – where they take care of their talent. I mean, a lot of us are on our own. We have to take our own stuff. So it's it's tough, man. I mean, if people sure. don't realize how it is doing what we do and being insured by what we do, yeah, it's crazy. Right. Um, yeah, and, and that's that's part of what this is all about. So Melissa Coates, a good friend of mine, good friend of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and a really good friend of the show and awesome friend of Sabu. Uh, because she's the one that put this whole campaign together. So we're going to talk tonight with Melissa Coates for a little bit, just talk about Sabu and, uh, you know, how, how his how his health is and how things are going with him and how people can donate money if they were ever a fan of Sabu. I know I was. So um, just a real quick, a couple programming notes for tonight. I, I know, Matt, you definitely want to talk about Dean Ambrose and how you feel about his title run so far. Um, so if you're listening on the line and you want to talk about that here tonight, um, give it some thought. You know, when you call in, don't just say, like, oh, I, th- I think it's doing good. Um, <laughs> that wasn't a shot at anybody in particular. Uh, that, that um, I'm only kidding. Now, a couple other things. I, I definitely want to talk tonight. Uh, it annoys me. I don't know if you guys notice this, but I feel like at least five times a show now, Raw and SmackDown have guest commentators. And it's already a three-man booth. Am I the only one that's noticing this? Yeah. Getting kind of crowded. <laughs> it's like, yeah, really. 
I don't know. If I want to hear from four people, I'd rather just you be able to hear what Vince McMahon's yelling at them. That'd be entertaining. <laughs> so I want to talk about that tonight. Bo Dallas, it looks like he made out okay per our conversation last week. That's good for And him. I missed it because my power went out. Oh, you missed Bo? Power went out. Oh, man. Oh, Kathy, you're in for a good one. <laughs> oh, that was my bow. That was a bad bow, too. <laughs> Sounds just like, hi, Katanya. <laughs> oh, man. So this is uh, FML, um, most certainly. Uh, yeah, so we're trying to get Melissa Coates on the line right now. And, uh, by the way, let me just remind you guys one last time, uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, that's 914-338-1885. That is how you get in touch with us here tonight after the guest, because right now, joining well, us online them, despite eight, having eight, international eight. coverage. So you may want to uh, email me, which I can get immediately. You can email me at melissacoates at yahoo.com, M-E-L-I-S-S-A-C-O-A-T-E-S at yahoo.com. That is the quickest, most sure way of reaching me. Um, sometimes when I'm Melissa? traveling international, my I don't get my voicemails, I don't get text messages, and I don't get phone calls. So please, uh, if it's very important. All right, it sounds like we're it sounds like we're talking turkey there. We'll uh, try back with her in a minute. Talk about multitasking. <laughs> wow! 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 Hey, Melissa, how you how you doing? She's gone. Okay. All right. So, Matt, what are your thoughts on Dean Ambrose? <laughs> Man, uh, you know, it's uh, – uh, I'm sorry, guys. But it's, we're live, pal, right? Isn't that what Jim Ross said to Sid, right? We're live, pal. Yeah, you got you just got to roll with the punches and keep moving. Anything um, can happen I, on Into Room. Anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> and usually does. You know what? Uh, I'm just not sure. There's there's something about his title reign that just is not working for me. Um, it, it's not it's not it's not what's going on in the ring. Um, the only thing I can really come up with is that I feel like Dean Ambrose just is not a main event level character. I don't even want to say it's his promo work necessarily. I just I, to me it's just. He's crazy because he's crazy, and that's just who he is. He's a wild and crazy sure. guy, and that's well, I, kind of the extent of the story that they've ever had with him. I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I can certainly I, I'm glad that. I'm glad you brought that up. You know, I've been kind of thinking the same thing, and I almost believe that the time that he had the podcast with Steve Austin, Austin was kind of giving him a pep talk, like, "Hey, come on, man, step it up." You know what I mean? It, it, yeah, and that that was, and I mean, I, I think most of Austin's podcasts so far have been great, but that one was definitely uh, the weakest one, in my opinion, was the weakest one that he's done for them. Um, and that's, I, I'm not putting that on Steve. I just feel like Dean just didn't interview that great in that particular one. Um, and I guess it's like anything else. If you do enough of them, sooner or later, you're going to have one that isn't so great, and that's yeah. fine. But I, you know, I just, I compare, and I hate to compare anybody current to, you know, 
guys from 10, 20 years ago. But I look at Ambrose and I compare him to the two other crazy guys that I think of most in relation to him are, I may be off base with this first one, but Mankind and Mankind had a reason for being crazy. They, they kind of delved into that over time and Mm -hmm. Brian Pillman and Brian Pillman had a reason for being crazy and they delved into that over time too. And I feel Mm -hmm. like Dean is just kind of out there and he, I'm not, he's a great wrestler and the work in the ring isn't, isn't the issue. It's just, I, I'm not invested in his character and I find myself really hoping that AJ Styles takes the belt off of him this weekend. (laughs) Here's the thing. You know what? What did he really need to do with Ambrose, honestly? Remember what really set set fully rolling with the Mankind thing when he had that in-depth interview with Jim Ross about his yes. childhood? Yes. That and then he assaulted me, Jim Ross at the end. Yeah, that to me, yep. it, it just set the stage. And and with, like you said, with Ambrose, they need something like that to explain how in the hell he got to be what he is. You know, right. tell the people. I mean. Right. I mean, I, I don't you're, think you're, simply, you know, I grew up on the mean streets of of, of Cincinnati is is going to cut it for most people. But when you have guys like, you know, in the past anyway, you've had guys like Mankind who, you know, were tormented and demented. And You have you know, reached they, the they maximum time permitted to record. To send your message, press 1 at any time. To listen to your message, press 2. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently we recorded that whole thing on Melissa's host's uh, voicemail. That was nice. Uh, <laughs> I apologize about that. Um, okay, so here's here's the thing, um, and we're gonna try and get Melissa Coates on again in a minute. I, I do apologize about that. I, I don't know what's up with her system tonight. I know I say that every week. Um, I I think people would invest more in the Dean Ambrose character or persona or whatever you want to say. If WWE treated him differently, um, you've got a guy who basically we don't know anything about, and uh, sorry about that. Um, We're live. This whole thing is falling apart in front of me. Okay, so so I'm sorry. I got Melissa Coates texting me because she was on the line, even though it wasn't showing. but basically, like when when they split the brands, um, they should have treated Dean Ambrose like a true world champion, and they haven't. They've treated him like a secondary champion almost his entire run so far, and that right. doesn't work. I think people would be more interested in the persona. I think people would be more interested in the persona if he were more interesting. If 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 people could. We're given something to get behind. Do you know what I mean? I I, I feel like Mm -hmm. the Stone Cold interview didn't resonate because there's just not that interest there. I don't know if there was an interest on the part of Stone Cold Steve Austin or if there's not interest on the part of the people. Maybe – I don't know. It just doesn't feel to me like Dean Ambrose is a world champion. And that's a shame because it's, I think he deserves yes. it. I, and, not, and, and I'm not trying to sound like one of the fans saying, like, oh, he deserves it or whatever, you know. But but I think he deserves it, and that's a shame. Yeah, I really hope I, that AJ Styles brings out the best in him come backlash. I really do. 
I think there's a good shot of that, but uh, you know, again, what I said, like what I said before, is I, I really don't think it's Dean's ring work that's the issue. I just think that there's and Brady, I, I I'm agreeing with what you're saying here. It's he just doesn't feel like a world champion, like the same way. And you're gonna punch me for saying this, but the same way that uh, like a Bret Hart or um, <laughs> or back, you know, mid to late '90s Shawn Michaels or. Randy Savage or Hulk Hogan, it doesn't, it's not, there's not that same level of, I, I don't know what the right word is uh, behind it. Um, but he's, that Austin interview, it's, I, I, the impression I got watching that interview was that Austin was trying to pull something out of Dean and he just wasn't getting, wasn't getting it out of him. Um, I travel quite a bit and sometimes I, Okay. Yeah, and and again, that was the voicemail of Melissa Coates. This time, I know to hang up. Uh, <laughs> she's texting me saying she's on hold, but when I try to call, it's just the voicemail. Um, Melissa, you know what? If you're listening right now, give us a call nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. That's one eight eight five. Yeah, I I think with Dean Ambrose, I I think part of the problem. It really, I mean, it's the truth. You know, when you look at SummerSlam, his match was what? Maybe the fifth most important on the show with Dolph Ziggler? To me, that that epitomizes the problem right here. You know? Yeah, that, I'm, I'm guessing that when, Ambrose, we all know Ambrose could really turn it up if he wants to and do his thing. Right. And now that he's the, now he's the champ, now's the time, man. Now is the time to shine and do your thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's he's a main event level talent that doesn't have a main event level character. That I mean, I, to me that's what the issue is. Well, let's try this now. I think we finally have her uh joining us on yeah, the line. Hi. We, we we have you, uh, Melissa here. Kosa. Uh, uh, sorry about that. I I don't know what's oh, up with okay. the technology tonight. Uh, but but joining us on the line, guys, is a, a true legend in the independence. Uh, this this woman uh, has been instrumental in the revitalization of Sabu in recent years. She is his genie. Oh, thank you, uh, Melissa Coates. Yeah. And uh, Melissa, you have been. We all grew up on Sabu. We all love Sabu. We all want to see him healthy and well and everything. Uh, you have taken it a step further. Uh, you instituted a GoFundMe site to help Sabu cover his medical bills. I mean, tell us a little bit about that first off. Well, number one, like Sabu, honestly, he didn't want to have to do it. But, you know, we uh, we had some bad luck with a, a lot of unfortunately shady promoters the last little bit. And you know, which of course affected our income. Um, I mostly just, I still do some modeling work and fitness and training people, but most of the, the work I do now is because Sabu gave me a job being his genie. So I, I'm in charge of uh, kind of a cool way of tossing chairs to him in the ring and, you know, helping him with the tables and stuff like that. It's been really, you know, it, I, I think it was a little confusing the fans at the beginning you know him working with the woman but it's going really really well now and 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 we're happy you know really happy with it and it's a good job you know definitely uh, you know it's a a highlight of my life to be be working with someone like him but um but yeah what ended up happening is just just this year his hip you know he'd always had some problems with 
you know, his shoulders, um, his right shoulder in particular, and then his left hip just suddenly started getting really, really bad. And he had um, some sort of health insurance last year, but didn't get it. You know, he let it lapse. So this year, um, you know, there's, I, I, I looked at a bunch of different ways for trying to get him health insurance and, you know, it just wasn't, wasn't going to work. So, you know, a few fans, actually suggested to us when, when they saw he's having problems with his hip, uh, you know, fans actually were like, yeah, do a GoFundMe. I'd love to help, you know, I'll definitely donate and get the word out. And, you know, after several fans actually said that and we completely exhausted any other ways to, to get the money together to, to cover this hip replacement surgery, then, then um, me and uh, his driver, Tom, we we started the the GoFundMe for him, and and it's been going well. You know, we haven't been going all that long with it. We his, his surgery scheduled for October 26, so that leaves us uh, plenty of time to get down on a, a lot of it's like a lot of personal contact with fans. Some of them, some of the you know, because when I was at Developmental, I made some friendships with people who are, you know, still with WWE or you know were with them, and and you know some of those. People, you know, most notably Taz has been great about retweeting things or, 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 or liking or highlighting the GoFundMe for Sabu and Jake the Snake has been great about that. Um, you know, some of the girls I trained with, you know, there's, you know, it's it's, it's just been a really nice um, situation where where people have been been helping him, you know, help get the money put together for it because of course it's extremely, you know, out of pocket for something like that is. You know, it's it's not cheap. Um, mm-hmm. And then he's going to need to take some time off. So it just dramatically cuts into to his money and how he's going to be able to, to live. But, um, yeah, and he definitely can't wait until the new year. It's, it's excruciating pain for him. So that would have been the other option is waiting into the new year to get, you know, insurance to cover things like, like, uh, like surgeries, like the orthopedic work and, it just can't wait. You know, I don't even like him having to wait till the end of October because he's in so much pain. But but that's where oh, we have it at the moment, and all the money should be hopefully together together by then. So yeah, so that's how it how it started. He actually yeah. just did his hey. first update on that the other day. He's a little shy to do stuff like that, but he he got on there and thank the fans. You know, there's a little section on the GoFundMe where you write updates, and I was doing most of them for the first, mm-hmm. you know, couple of weeks. And then I filmed a, a video of him thanking the fans and kind of showing, you know, how his hip was interfering with his ability even to do his signature pose. You know, he's had to switch to a different sure. side. It's just, it's that bad. And, and, you know, I posted up the x-rays, you know, so everyone could see what was going on with his hip. And it's bone against bone. It's excruciating. He can, he can hardly sleep a lot of the time. You know, it's, it's, it's really painful, you know. It's, uh, you know, I'll be so happy when we finally get it get it done for him. Well, and, mm. and we were we were. I mean, first of all, we were all huge fans of Sabu, uh, as well as you, but yeah. certainly Sabu. Uh, I grew up in the Philly area, so I was a huge fan. Um, oh just yeah, with all for the sure. ECW yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, uh, in addition to Kathy Fitz and Matt Grimm, who are on the line with us, uh, former WCW star, the Stro, uh, Stro and I were talking yeah. kind of at the beginning of the show about the difficulty 
that a lot of wrestlers have covering their health benefits. And it, I, I, I always feel doubly bad because there are a lot of fans out there that make fun of wrestlers when they do things like this to reach out for money. I, I think a lot of people don't realize yeah. just how tough it is for most of the guys and the girls when when the TV is no longer rolling on them. Yeah, they, they really don't. It's a really big misconception, and that, that's how it's been for me with women's bodybuilding as well. Like when you're in a bunch of magazines, everybody thinks you're rich, or you know, it, it's both. I managed to pick two careers with with industries that's misleading to the fans about how much money the the people involved or featured are are really making, and and you know, it's it's true. Like even you know. WWE people I know, like current WWE people, a lot of times, like just the upkeep and the money they have to pay to have the new outfits and look the way they're supposed to look and stuff. You know, it, it's it's a huge chunk of money to live up to that image. Um, and yeah, there's there's very there's very little left. And Sabu gets paid very well when he works. You know, that's when he's not getting um, ripped off by. We had a lot of bad luck the past you know, three months, which is also why we needed to do the GoFundMe. A lot of bad luck with shady promoters, and, and that created a, a bunch of problems um, for him as, as well. But, um, but yeah, you know, there's it's not like, you know, we're out partying and, and, you know, buying new cars and stuff like that. I mean, you know, it's you, you, you make your money, and it pretty much just goes back into, you know, taking paying your bills and, and eating and you're going to the gym and, and, you know, that sort of thing. It's just so important to have, um, you know, good work with good people on the scene. Of course, most of, of wrestling, I guess, in fact, it's not regulated at all for the most part. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a difficult business, you know, and Sabu is very trusting. So he just ended up in a lot of bad situations the past few months where he was too trusting with, with certain promoters and they just – completely just disregard for him which is you know ridiculous because he has so much you know respect for the fans and and the promoters he works with so when he gets treated like that I mean it's it's just absolutely shocking I mean it's it's sad you know it's it's really amazing someone who's put that kind of time and and effort and, and what he's accomplished and his his skills and all that to have like you know some jabroni so-called promoter like use him to sell tickets because his name draws so i mean you know even though sabu hasn't been on on tv tv you know really i think since 2010 i mean he draws incredibly it's it's a really good job working with him we're always busy sure you know we let some stuff slow down lately because of um because of his pain level he has a pretty good schedule coming up for october but, you know, he wants to make sure he, he makes, you know, that money and has the extra money for the time that he needs to take off, um, like after the surgery. So plus now, trying how, to recoup how, some of the, the, the money that was lost on, you know, these promoters kind of screwing us around. Now, you, Melissa, and we're talking with Melissa Coates for those who are late joining us. Uh, Melissa, you obviously have had quite a run yourself in Ohio Valley and the brief stuff with WWE. I remember you did the Master uh-huh. Lock Challenge, and I definitely want to talk about that. Um, how oh, is sure. it that you came to be affiliated with Sabu in the first place? Oh, Sabu. Well, Sabu and I uh, would we actually, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a good question, but we, uh, we just bumped into each other at shows, like various shows off and on over, say, like now it's been, I guess, about 15 years. 
first time was before I'd even gotten involved in wrestling at all, but I was considering it. I was living in California because I was doing my, my bodybuilding and my fitness shoots and that sort of thing. And Sabu was involved with, you know, that um, XPW group that was trying to kind of upseat ECW. He was involved working with them. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine actually was in charge of, um, you know, taking care of Sabu and he was over uh, visiting from um, England and, um, that's how I first met him is we needed to give, uh, I guess it, it's hard to remember cause it was so long ago, but that's the first time that I'd met him. We were taking him to that show and, you know, I met him there. We kept in touch a little bit over the phone after that. And then the next time I bumped into him when it was when I was backstage at SmackDown for, uh, you know, a tryout, I was doing this gimmick with, you know, Doc, Doc Gallows, but at that time he was called um, the uh-huh. Deacon Deacon, and this was kind of a funny gimmick we had going on at Deep South when Deep South was, you know, a developmental, and then I bumped into Sabu uh-huh. backstage there, but, but yeah, he was, you know, the first time I met him, he was really, he was really cool, you know, he, he just commented that <laughs> he thought I would do really well in wrestling, and he you know, thought I was, you know, really, you know, I always get compared to China, but he's like, oh, you know, you're a lot prettier than her. That's what he thought, you know, but, um, but yeah, he was really supportive and, and cool. And, you know, we just would bump into each other off and on. And then actually the last time I got in touch with him, I contacted him just because some um, promoters were, you know, bad mouthing me, creating issues for me and they were dragging his name into it. So it's just kind of bizarre, you know, this person from England who was in charge of taking care of Sabu that way back when, back in California, like I guess he had a crush on me and he thought something had been going on between Sabu <laughs> and, and me way back in 2001. And I guess for years and years, even though this guy had acted like a friend of mine, he'd been harboring this deep, resentment for years like it was just really it was really crazy you know I was having issues with this promoter who was trying to put me in a a bad situation and and, you know it wasn't fair to me so I wasn't going to put myself in the situation and somehow this guy from England got involved in it because he was friends with someone involved in this and then he started talking about some crazy story about walking in on Sabu and me having like relations which never happened you know is so bizarre so so this guy started spreading rumors that you know stuff that involves Sabu too so I just contacted Sabu on Facebook and and told him what was going on and you know he got involved and, and told these two guys off and and you know basically defended himself because you know you know we weren't involved like that at all um, you know, at that time, we certainly weren't. And, um, you know, and then Sabu, like, offered to help me get some bookings because he was doing some pretty good bookings. And then, um, you know, originally the idea was to promote me as a, a wrestler. You know, he was going to help me get some more bookings on the scene and travel with him. And, you know, um, it, it's hard for women to get paid very well in wrestling, especially independent wrestling. So Sabu would contribute to you know, cover the travel and, and meals so I'd be able to make more money. And then, you know, from there, eventually, 
you know, he had this idea for me to be his genie. You know, I he had a crush on Barbara Eden when he was a kid. So then he developed this like, dream of, de- of genie scenario for me. And, um, yeah, so that's how that all started. So I've been, I've been his genie now, for, I think, for about a year and a half. You know, I don't do – I sort of miss wrestling, you know, because I trained really hard at developmentals to be a wrestler. But, mm-hmm. you know, I miss that. But on the other hand, you know – Excuse me. It's a it's a really we keep really really busy. It's a it's a really great spot working with him. And my job is you know to add to you know his his gimmick, add to his entrance, and assist him with uh, what he's doing in the ring. I I might actually you know which is kind of nice because I I miss in ring action myself. Uh, you know with his hip being as sore as it is, I, I might end up actually doing a few moves in the ring during his matches. He's got maybe three matches left before his surgery, and, it, you know, he's just doing them because he, sure. he, he's in a lot of pain. He rests a lot. We're, I saw a lot, stretch, you know, um, really schedule them in between, and, and, you know, he gets through them. You know, he gets through them, but, you know, it's it's uh, definitely makes me nervous every time, you know, in the ring. You know, still actually wrestling, wrestling, but we just, you know, make sure he's safe. And you know, there's ways to to work around things just by doing careful, what you know, being careful what sure, moves sure. you do or the moves you're going to take. And I do a lot of running around for him, getting the chairs for him. So you know, it it, it takes a lot of excess off his hip. That if I wasn't there and he would have to go get the chairs himself, you know, he'd be a lot more putting a lot more use on his his hip. So. You know, I think he's got about three more matches left, I guess, before his surgery, and and he just had a great one. You know, and when he did, you know, a lot of people, like, you know, they'd be messaging, like, how is he going to wrestle when his hip is this messed up? And, you know, to be honest, I I don't really – it really makes me nervous when he does. But, you know, he's he's tough enough to get through it, and he still delivers a great match. I mean, his last two matches, like, he's only only had two in about – six weeks, you know, because uh, we had some issues with some, you know, promoters, like I said, kind of not, you know, ripping them off, really. They just, it just, you know, it's kind of sad that people would choose this kind of timing to to be that way, but that's the way it's gone. But, you know, the the second last one he had was up in Detroit, you know, against Rhino, and, you know, the crowd still chanted, you still got it. So, you know, and he was overwhelmed with fans, like, looking for for autographs and buying photos. It was, it was really great that he, you know, he gets, you know, he's so in demand still, you know, which is really amazing. It is like, I'm actually, I was surprised really that, that he was so incredibly busy as he is. And and so that was a a great match. People seem really happy with that. And then um, the last one he did, you know, was for Ian Rotten and um, yeah, the crowd loved that too, you know, and he, he can still, you know, he, he doesn't slack off. I mean, Sabu feels bad because he can't do the stuff as well as he used to. Like, he takes a lot of pride in his work and wants to make sure the fans are happy. That's his main concern. So, okay. you know, those are those are the things that he ends up unhappy about is if, you, if he feels he can't live up to entertaining the fans the way he could in the past, which is really what, what is finally getting him to go ahead and get his hip fixed. That's the, the main thing he feels bad about is he he can't perform for the fans the way he used to you know he just really feels bad about that but um but yeah his last match was great too he did his uh arabian face buster through um 
through a table and um you know Ian was really happy with the match and it it went you know it went really well he just ices and rests a lot the day after when he does have a match mm-hmm. so so we got it together where you know he's okay to to do you know some matches uh here before his his surgery and of course that's that's the main way he makes his money and he still gets paid the best you know we'll we'll, we'll we're going to switch into doing a lot more signings you know, while he's healing. And um, then we'll see how it goes when he attempts to get back in the ring. But, um, well, but yeah, it's, it's, sure. the fans have been happy. They're happy, and that's what makes him happy. So. Well, it, it, it always amazes me, um, the physical abuse that he got, that, that all wrestlers go through, but Sabu in particular. Uh, I, I wanted to bring yeah, you back no a little bit. You, you meant... You mentioned um, the comparisons to China. Uh, one of the things that yeah. I always thought was really cool about you is you definitely have a look than all the different women, and I would say you've been different than China. But do you think that that comparison, yeah, just just the fact that you're so different than the other women, um, and, and let me clarify that. I mean, you're you're absolutely beautiful, um, but you oh, are thank stacked. You. you are stacked. You know, like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm scared to death around you. Um, <laughs> is that is that a good thing that, that you kind of stand out from the other women like that? Is is that a really good thing, or is that kind of something that you wish were different? Uh, no, I I mean I'm happy I stand out. I mean it's just you know wrestling is is such a I mean it's a, it's such a, a hard business to figure out sometimes what's going to be a benefit to you and what's not. Like mm-hmm. who's a very bloom. I think Barry Bloom maybe represented China. I mean, way back when, when I was, you know, hadn't been wrestling at all, but I was still living in L.A., I actually had a meeting with him, and, and he told me point blank that it was going to be harder for me that I was built, you know, and I, I, I guess it really, I guess, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> you know, but the whole thing with, with wrestling is it's, it's it's really, really political, and it's really who you know and who's going to help edge your way in there. Um you know, I, I'm, but yeah, you know, most of the the girls don't. There's nobody extremely. I, I guess if you call it Tamina, it's really muscular. I mean, you know, it's just it's so it's so hard to actually ever. You can't really figure any of it out to be to be honest. It's just you know, if you're a muscular girl, um, you know, I'm not tall. That's the only thing. I was not. Um, you know, I was mostly in positions for uh, valeting or managing people, so I could kind of mix it up with the guys. Like for, for mm-hmm. you know, women with the women's wrestling, um, I wasn't as tall as China was. I was a little harder. It, you know, wrestling tends to go off a lot of stereotypical stories, and and you know, they always kind of re what do you call it? Like recycle you know, the crazy fan, you know, gets involved, like when Tori was, you know, that uh, Tori muscular girl way back when, I can't remember her last name, wasn't she like mm-hmm. a crazy fan of uh, Stables, was it? And then Mickey James becomes this crazy, you know what I mean? They always sort of recycle the same ideas. And, yeah, it's you know, things are typically stereotypical. Well, you know, I was very muscular, but I'm only five foot five. So, and I believe China was more like five foot nine, five foot ten. So it's like I have a muscular build, but not considered tall enough to to 
really fit the role for some big girl clobbering and beating the other girls up, you know. So I think that's when I was at developmental, I was often, you know, put in as a guy's manager. And it would be, you know, believable after, you know, the two guys are wrestling for, for me to get a shot in here and there. And then the fans still love that, you know. Like, it's it's too bad WWE doesn't, you know, kind of focus more on the sports entertainment end because, you know, the fans like that. I mean, I used to wrestle men a lot. Um, you know, after I was out of developmental and the independent scene, and the fans really liked it. I mean, some of my matches against guys have been most, you know, most hits on uh, on YouTube. It's actually really incredibly popular. I don't know why they don't do more of it, but, um, you know, that certainly was a scenario that, that worked fantastically for China. Sure. No, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, kind of looking back, on um on your career, and I, I want to talk about Ohio Valley and the WWE thing really quick. Um, first yeah. of all, you you were down there at an amazing time in Louisville. Louisville oh yes, with uh, with, yeah. with I mean it was Cena and Orton, and but you you were there with Batista, you were there with Shelton Benjamin, Brock Lesnar, the whole crew. Uh, did well, you know? No, they were know... actually there before me. They were there okay. before me. I I was there, two thousand and three to two thousand and five. So th- those guys were all in and out before I was. Before I was there, I was there with oh, like, my, my. you know Mickey James and um, Mickey James, Beth Deep. Phoenix. You know the okay, Bellas yeah, my, my. were at Deep South. That's where when they popped up was was when I was at Deep South. But um, yeah, um, yeah, they they those guys were all there before me. Brock okay, my, my like apologies that. about that, but but it was still an amazing an amazing system that WWE had set up there around that time. Um, it, did it you was. know? Those are like when I look back, I think about oh, yeah. so, you know, those were the days. You know, you always yeah. kind of realize that sort of thing in retrospect, but they they really were. You know, I, I miss them. It was it was good times, but of course, you don't really realize you're having some of the best days of your life till till they're gone. You know, but. I always think back sure. at that time now, like you know, with really, really good memories, really good memories. I I I always love asking the Ohio Valley people, um, and I know that you worked with them directly. Uh, Kenny Bolin is a good friend of ours. Do you, do you have any fun yeah, Kenny yeah. Bolin stories? Well, just mostly he has a really good way of of getting <laughs> his food covered for free. Um, you know, it's so long ago. Sometimes I I I, I can't uh, completely remember, but yeah, he's definitely an interesting character. He's he's he was a, he was a lot of fun. I actually did a little stint for a while there, where I was head of security for for Bowen Services. I remember. So um, yeah, yeah. So, geez, I, I probably if I knew you were going to ask this question, I could have thought of a few. But um, I, I like to I like to throw people a curveball with that. I, I think it was um, yeah. I, I don't remember who it was. It, it might have been uh, Nick Dinsmore, Eugene. He um he yeah, was telling yeah. us how Kenny set up a gimmick table at Al Snow's wedding to sell his own stuff. Oh, did he really? Oh my god, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's so me, like, funny. That's perfect. That's um, but yeah, that does sound he, like um, Kenny though. Yeah. <laughs> How did the, uh, the the whole Master Lock Challenge thing come about? Because I, I know a lot of people remember you from that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it um, yeah, just out of the, the blue one day, I was, you know, Dreamer called me up and Michael Hayes was going to be the agent on it and just told me uh, 
they needed me for a pay-per-view. Again, this is so long ago, I can't exactly completely remember it, but it just it's just something that came out okay. of the blue. And I guess what had been going on, too, is they were uh, sort of testing out. I, I was supposed to end up um, managing one of the guys who was on TV at the time, but, you know, this particular gentleman completely ruined a lot of things for whatever reason, but that's another story. But uh, anyway, yeah, so it just sort of came out of the blue, and I had just, you know, a few days to get ready for it, and the idea, of course, was to be a, a, you know, supposed to be just a a random person in the crowd who who went there, and, you know, I had my hair up in a baseball cap and a cut-off shirt, and just the idea was muscular. They they, they figured, Mm -hmm. oh, this will be great. We can put over that, you know, Chris doesn't realize it's a, you know, she's she's really a woman, and you'll call her up and then, you know, find out that it's really a woman. And the scenarios were actually completely different. They were written completely different than how it ended up on on TV. Like, actually, the original way, I wish they had done it that way, because I know after I did the Master Lock Challenge, a lot of people's comment, like, was, what was the point of that? What was the point of having Melissa Coates come up and, you know, just get, you know, creamed by... Um, you know, Chris masterpiece there. Like uh, people couldn't understand the point of it at all. Like I, I just remember a lot sure. of people just thinking, "What a stupid, not stupid, but they." Uh, it could have been done many different ways. And actually, the way it was originally written was, you know, for me to have a lot, a little spunk, and which you know most people are going to expect that from a muscular girl. And it was sort of a, a situation where I, I think there was, you know, it would come across as teasing, like the same sort of stuff Joni Lar had going for her. Like, you know, she would stand up to the guys and a lot of the crowd loved it. So the way it was originally written when we were practicing it, you know, and Vince came out to watch us when we were practicing it, the original lines were for me to be kind of spunky and make fun of, uh, you know, when Chris looks at me and realizes I'm muscular, you know, he, you know how he cracked those dumb jokes, which they do with muscular women a lot, you know. Right, right. Uh, you know, like, oh, you put the man in Manchester, and then I was supposed to say something like, <laughs> I'm more than a, enough woman for you to handle, Chris. That is if you even like women. Like, I was supposed to make fun, like, you know what I mean? Like, imply that he was gay or, you know, they just had it yeah. written where I'd be throwing spunk back at him, you know what I mean? And, and that's completely not how it ended up, you know? But... um you know, you saw the crowd were in one spot where he insults me, and I put my hands on my hips. You know, I know the crowd, like, was waiting for me to do something. Like, they, they're, I think they had been hungry for, for yeah, some, some girl to be sort of like China and get some shots and at a guy, and they had a great opportunity, you know, with, with me in that situation to do that. But for whatever reason, the, the whole storyline got completely changed where I just come up and get, you know, basically demolished. But the original writing was, um, was really entertaining. And I think it would have, I, you know, that's, it's sports entertainment. Yeah. In real life. Yeah. Chris would demolish me, but you know, this is sports entertainment. (laughs) You know, you're supposed to be entertaining people. So, um, yeah, it just it just came off entirely different. But I I got was really well received after I did it. You know, it it looked mm-hmm. brutal, but it actually didn't even hurt hurt at all. You know, I was great with it. And then after that, That's you know, awesome. everybody was coming up to me. You know, more shaking my hand. You know, there, there's uh, these sort of routines that 
were the ways you're supposed to behave, which is, you know, if I would always shake people's hands first. You know, there's always a big thing with the wrestler's handshake. You go up and, and shake people's hands because, you know, you might be working with them one day, and it's just a show of respect. And, you know, of course, it, it's, uh, there's a lot of, you know, status and working where I've been paying your dues, at least, you know, back then. Back then there still was. You know, and I just noticed after I did that, you know, and it went really well and people seemed really happy. You know, it, uh, a lot of people would come up, you know, who were on the, the WWE roster, they would come up and shake shake my hand, you know. So I felt really good about that. And and then uh, after that, I found out I was supposed to be in a position for, um, you know, managing somebody who, who had been on TV all the time. And, you know, unfortunately, this person was not really the best person <laughs> in the world in a lot of ways. And, and I just ended up hearing after that, that he completely like demolished that whole thing. It was, it was really horrible. I haven't really talked publicly about that. If I, you know, I had plans at some point to write a book, which, you know, all that sort of stuff will be revealed, but you know, there's, there's a lot of egos in wrestling. Unfortunately, a lot of people trying to keep people down. So that's sort of where that opportunity went for me, you know, unfortunately. But it seemed like it really could have um, been my my big break at that time. But that's you know, that's not what ended up ha- happening in the long run, unfortunately. But you know, this person ended up having no job himself after his contract ran out. So I think people kind of figured out it was it was him. But he'd already done his damage to me. You know, he just didn't want to gotcha. share the limelight. I guess. Ah, that's a shame. One way of putting it. Um, it timing really is everything as far as, you know, uh, especially yeah. at the high level like that in WWE. Uh, M- Melissa, um, we are, unfortunately, we're up against a commercial break, so we got to let you go soon. Okay. Um, did, did you have anything? I, I, I definitely want to mention GoFundMe.com backslash yeah. Pro Wrestler Sabu. So that's the GoFundMe site, and I'll make sure to put up a link, uh, you know, when we advertise the show and yeah, everything. Did you have anything coming up that you wanted to uh, to plug or talk about? Well, I believe I'm going to be getting back involved in the fitness industry. It's not confirmed yet. I may be out in uh, Phoenix, Arizona for the new version of the Women's Olympia. Of course, my, my first background was a professional bodybuilder. I was ninth in the world at one point. So that's kind of a, a, a big thing. Where I'm just waiting to get that confirmed. That's May or may not happen, but um, but uh, that's kind of cool. After this many years, I've managed to to, to keep a reputation in that in, in the fitness business from where I came from. So it's it's, sure. it's pretty um, you know that that that's that, that could be a pretty exciting thing. With the GoFundMe going uh, going on though, that that's taken a lot of uh, energy and a lot of uh, a lot of the effort lately, so I may end up postponing my getting back into fitness, but I haven't 100% decided yet. I'll figure that out in the next couple of days. But um, Sabu and I have shows up in uh, Northern California in mid-September, um, October. We're going to be up in the New York area, I think the 15th and 16th, and um, um, Pennsylvania. All this stuff is on our Twitter. His is, of course, uh, it's at Terry Brunk. But don't call him Terry. <laughs> he likes to be called Sabu. <laughs> and mine is at Melissa L. Coates and also at Super Genie 111. Um, and uh, yeah, Action Bronson, Ancient Aliens, that should be playing on tomorrow on Thursday night. That's a really big deal. Uh, 
Bronson is a fan of RVDs and, and, um, and Sabu's and somehow got in touch with Sabu and said he wanted to get a tattoo of the two of them. So arrangements were made. Nice. And we ended up going out to California to film that show. So, yeah, that's a really big deal. And that should be Thursday night. Yeah, Viceland. So uh, yeah, be sure to be sure to check that out. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So I think that's the biggest thing. Those are the biggest things going on right now is that TV show, and then of course the GoFundMe and his surgery coming up, and then me at some point here getting back involved in the fitness industry again. So and uh, possibly some acting. I might have some some good acting pro- projects coming up. But you know, of course, my main focus has been the GoFundMe l- lately. So maybe we can update with a. <laughs> with an interview again after Sabu's um, surgery, because uh, you know that's just the main thing we're focused on right now is getting him out of his pain. So, and my website's melissacoats.com, and Sabu and I will have a new website out shortly. I believe it's uh, Sabu and Supergenie.com. So there's a there's a lot going on. Just you know, check out our Facebook pages and and um, you know all the information and on Twitter and there there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot, you know we're yeah, uh, selling a lot of merch right now as well to 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 get uh, help out with the, the surgery. He's been selling kendo sticks. We actually the last table he busted through. We actually had fans wanting to buy that, so we're we're selling a lot of souvenir items right now. Because I mean, who knows? Hopefully not, but that might be the last table he ever goes through. You know, like we're hoping not, but um, you know, you never oh, know. Man. But yeah, yeah. So there's 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 a lot going on, just a lot. But I mean, that's well, good. you know, what, I, except for the, the I, hip pain, you know, that's not good. But. It, it's it's not good at all, and I definitely wish you guys the best of luck with this. Like I said, we're, we're yeah, all huge fans you. here, both you guys. Uh, definitely, everybody, go to GoFundMe.com backslash Pro Wrestler Sabu, uh, Melissa. You know, I'm sorry again. We got to let you go, but um, I really no, appreciate so the time that you gave us tonight. And uh, definitely, we'll do something follow-up. We'll have to stay in touch. I'm, I'm so glad I reached out to you. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And to talk about all this. Is, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, things should be much different. I mean, pr- you know, pretty much my focus has all been on getting this, this surgery together for Sabu because he's in so much sure. pain. So, I mean, a lot, of, yeah. a lot of the things that I normally would work on, they've been kind of put on the back burner for, for now. But... You know, hopefully there'll well, be a whole new perspective for both of us coming up in the next couple of months. But, well, uh, but you're, yeah, you're you guys in, have a good night and thank you. You're, you're an angel for doing it, so God bless. Oh, thanks. Well, Take you've care. done a lot for me, you know, so I definitely want to sure. just help him too. So, yeah, great. Well, thanks for having me. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, good night. Yeah, Take care, I'll, I'll be praying for him, bro. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. Well, I'll shoot you a message later on Facebook or something. But uh, I'll talk to you two again soon, okay? And I'll keep you updated. Good night, everybody. Definitely. Thanks a lot, Good night. Bye-bye. And that was Melissa Coates, the uh, genie for Sabu, former developmental wrestler for WWE. And, um, well, Kathy, I got exactly what I was thinking, you know? She had an answer for every question, even the ones I didn't ask. So that was great. Um, I I do feel bad. Matt Grimm had told me he had to get going at ten, so he he had to cut out. Uh, he didn't get a lot of time to talk tonight. I feel like I'm apologizing to him every week for that, but uh, uh definitely, you know, great interview at least. And um, yeah, 
and more great stuff to come for sure. But we are going to take a commercial break. We've got a couple callers in the line. We'll get to you guys as soon as we can on the other side. And plenty to talk about. So this is In the Room on the VOC Nation Radio Network. VOCNation.com, DBradyHicks.com, 914-338-1885. That's 1885. And we'll be back in just a couple minutes' time. Live from the In the Room studios located in the Net Carrier and Cloud, this is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hey, everyone, it is your favorite knockout, Mickey James, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Voice of Choice Wrestling Nation. Worldwide. 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 Worldwide, Worldwide baby. Worldwide, man. Worldwide. 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 Interested in advertising with the VOC Nation Radio Network, whether on the website or across our syndicated network of podcasts, contact VOCNation.com for advertising information for the possibility to save 40% on what you will spend on an ad. The mouth of the South Jimmy Hart. Net Carrier has many great products and services to increase your bottom line. Be sure to ask your Net Carrier representative about our hosted PBX. Call Net Carrier today for a free analysis of your phone bills. 877-255-7733. That's right. 877-255-7733. Call now. Let's get it out. It happens every morning. You watch wrong and then you react to it. 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time, every single Monday, the Raw Reaction, worldwide, on the VOC Nation. The most polarizing personalities worldwide, this is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Diner, Nevada style pub invites you to play the best tavern, kino, and video poker in Vegas. We just gave away over $444,000 in daily free play, with even more to come. It's not only great gaming that Steiner's Pub has, it's the best bar food and beer list to match our hospitality. Are you ready for some football? Drink Miller and ice-cold craft beer starting at just $2.50. Don't miss your chance to win 12 55-inch TVs or $100,000 in cash by drinking Spetka Vodka. Steiner's, the Nevada-style pub at 8410 West Cheyenne, 1750 North Buffalo, and Las Vegas Boulevard and Windmill. Steiner's, I love this place! Are you a fan of classic pro wrestling? Universal Wrestling Archives has a library of over 1,200 hours of pro wrestling action. The largest classic pro wrestling library after the WWE. Two stars like Ric Flair, the Junkyard Dog, the Midnight Express, the Rock and Roll Express, Dr. Death Steve Williams, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the Fabulous Freebirds, and more. UWA provides DVD collections of episodes for Mid-South Wrestling, Power Pro Wrestling, and the Universal Wrestling Federation. There's also a special house show collection featuring rare wrestling footage only seen here. Visit www.universalwrestling.com or find them on Facebook and Twitter. This is Buggy Nova, your Candyland princess, and I want everyone to know that I love BLCNation.com. Hey, how's it going? This is Amy Duma, but you may know me as Lita. You're listening to the VOC Nation. I see I'm too late. 
All right, we're back uh, in the room on the VOC Nation radio network. Uh, VOCNation.com, TheBradyHicks.com, Brady Hicks, Kathy Destrow here with you. We'll be here till a little after 11 tonight, taking your calls and talking, whatever you want to talk. Uh, real quick, 914-338-1885, 1885. Uh, that is how you get in touch with us here tonight. Uh, a couple of real quick programming notes before we really get back into the uh, the discussion at hand. Uh, next week, tentatively, because SmackDown's coming to Philly, um, Kathy, you are going to be in attendance. Yep. You're, you're going to be like our beat reporter. I, uh, I, I'm I planning on going. I, I am. I, I'm still waiting to hear back from WWE. Um, Wait, does that mean I have, to, you I have to text you who I get my tickets from and everything? No, no, it's cool. Like I, I mean, I have my, <laughs> I have my people. I don't want to make it seem like I'm going behind their backs if I don't hear back, you know. So I'm gonna just leave it go. Um, but hopefully I'll hear back. I, I actually expect that I will. Uh, I usually go through the the magazine to do that. So and that's cool. Um, so tentatively, um, I believe there's gonna be a show next week, but you may want to stay tuned to. VOCNation.com, as well as our Twitter account. We'll keep you apprised about that. Uh, so I know you still, you'll be around, so I, I'm assuming, I mean, you're pretty hardcore, so I'm assuming you'll be there. Um, quite possibly I'll be there as well. Who knows? Uh, we have on September 20th, in two weeks' time, uh, old school Eric Martin from the ECWA. I love this guy's uh, whole shtick, Kathy. I, I think it's tremendous. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's all of it. Stro, he's all of about 22 years old, and this guy invented 21. everything. 21. So 21, really? Wow. 21 tomorrow. Stro, he, he invented the drop toe hold, Stro. I don't know if you knew this. <laughs> That's he, amazing. Uh, he, he played linebacker at West Texas State. He was Tito Santana's uh, teammate. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, so these are all things that old school. Old school Eric Martin was part of the first WrestleMania. He has all these facts for you, and he'll he'll tell you them all. Um, next week. <laughs> so be sure to check that out. Uh, old school Eric Martin teaming with Tyler Stone at the ECWA. They're going to be taking on the reunited Kyle and Chuck Payne. So that should be um, an incredible <clears throat> match, actually. I'm really looking forward to that. That's the 49th anniversary show. Uh, so we've got that going on. Um, real quick, just a couple, couple kind of notes that I wanted to run down before we get to the call. Just, um, you guys saw this Rhino Kurt Angle commercial? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, if you haven't seen it, I recommend checking it out. Uh, Rhino running for whatever office it is in, in uh, I guess it's Dearborn or Deer Park, Michigan or something like that. He, uh, he's got Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle's going around and putting people in the ankle lock who aren't going to vote for Rhino. And, and Stro, you picked up on this. I didn't even notice, but at the end, the kid who like wasn't sure, and then Angle put him in the ankle lock. They actually have him in crutches at the end, and he's wearing like the Rhino T-shirt. <laughs> he's smiling. <laughs> yeah, he's happy, and Rhino's with him. He's got like his arm around. Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 did, did you guys see? I just I had to ask this. Did you guys see the referee trip Titus O'Neil last night on Raw? In the pool yes. Part? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Lost it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> don't mess oh, the man. don't mess the officials, man. 
couple more things from last from the last couple of days that I just <laughs> want to real quick just mention. Uh, first of all, the guest commentator thing. I kind of brought this up earlier. It is bugging the hell out of me. Uh, guest commentators should be like a special <laughs> once in an extreme wild thing, especially when you've got a three-man booth. I feel like there's at least three or four instances on every show, and I mean every show, where there's a guest announce or there's a guest commentator out there. That's, uh, am I the only one that this irks? Like that bothers me. It's crowded. It is, and, and I feel really bad for like Byron Saxton. I don't feel bad for David Otunga because that guy contributes almost nothing. Uh, but I feel bad for Byron Saxton. I do. Um, David Otunga on SmackDown this week. I don't know if you guys caught this. He was talking about one of the wrestlers. I forget who it was, but he was talking about his influences. And David Otunga just goes, and obviously inspired by John Cena because he likes to lift weights. <laughs> He's a wrestler. Like, I, <clears throat> Is it that obvious? Is John Cena the only one that lifts weights? <laughs> how did oh, David Otunga get this? married to Kathy? How did David Otunga get this job? I, I mean, well, you know who he's married to. I know who he's married to. And <laughs> um, why do you think he got the job? Yeah, but it's not like she's on TV. And he's a lawyer, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer bodybuilder that comes out to the uh, Lion King song. Like that's his theme. Um, <laughs> speaking of the Lion King, uh, Bo Dallas is okay. Apparently, we're gonna turn Bo Dallas into a monster now. Um, I, I think this is building toward the inevitable clash between him and Braun Strowman. Um, what happened? I, I had a power failure last night. Oh my God, Kathy! Bo Dallas was awesome last night. Like, I think getting drunk in an airport and getting arrested was the best thing. I'll bet you. I I don't know Vince personally. I know a lot of people who know him. I can bet you that he wasn't pissed at all. I can bet you that he's like laughing his ass off that Bo Dallas finally showed enough personality. Mhm. That's the only thing I can figure. So there was that. Bo put some bass in that voice last night. Oh, that. my God, did he? He was great. <laughs> he looked like Baron Corbin. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. So, so Bo made out good. Bo made out really good, Kathy. You definitely, I recommend checking that out. Um, there, there's, there's still some links online. You can stream it if you, you know, or just, I don't know. I don't know how else to see. I'll try and find you a link for it because it was pretty good. I'm sure it's up on YouTube somewhere. Um, then the uh, the news surface is also uh, Roman Reigns is number one in the PWI 500 this year. I was part of that group that helped assemble that. Um, Stro, I'm sorry. You deserve to be on there. I uh, I take it personally when stuff like this happens, but... I don't know. Uh, uh, bless them. I'm I'm just, I'm happy for the people that made it. You know, it's all good. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I I can tell you that um a lot of thought went into the list this year. 
You know, there were there were a lot of guys who were going to be disappointed, and uh, it, it's a shame. It, it really is because honestly, you could probably do. A, I, I'm not I'm not saying this is a slight to you, but you could probably do a a PWI 5000. Honestly, there are there are that many great talents out there. You know, um, or you could. And this is just me editorializing here. Not this is not a, a statement by PWI or anything like that. I'm not speaking on behalf of them when I say that we probably could have cut out about 50 names that uh, I didn't think deserved to be on there. But it doesn't matter. You know, nothing matters. I, I definitely um, I'm proud to be part of the uh, PWI 500, and I think it's fine work they do. Roman Reigns was really excited, so that's cool. I like the only time of the year that we get to interact with WWE people, so um, that's always exciting. I feel bad I said that now, Kathy. I feel like I threw PWI under the bus. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> you going to have a job tomorrow? I mean, I, I hope I have a job tomorrow. You know? <laughs> I uh, Let me just clarify in case anyone is listening. <laughs> what I'm saying is <laughs> we each approach... <laughs> The uh, and there's like there's like seven or eight of us that that help put this list together, and I'm I'm just one piece of this puzzle here. Um, I always compare it to a fantasy football draft, where you have to get each and every person to agree on each and every pick, and that's nearly impossible to do. <clears throat> so obviously, just because I have strong feelings one way or another, that's not a shot against PWI or, or any of the, the hard work that they're doing. I think that they do a tremendous job. I think that I, you know, I help out a lot and I think that we together do a tremendous job. Um, but by the same token, they're listening to eight people. They're not just listening to me. And that, I think that's where, um, where that kind of comes from when I say something like that. It's not intended as a shot at PWI. Uh, and one final thing, and we'll get to the callers, I promise. You guys have been waiting so patiently. Um, Alberto Del Rio, apparently. The news kind of surfaced this week that when WWE brought him back in, I don't know if you guys heard this. Do you remember when they gave him Dutch Mantel? Mm-hmm. That was supposed to be mm-hmm. Paul Heyman. Really? They wanted Paul Heyman to be with Alberto Del Rio, and they wanted to turn him into like their next Latin star. And uh, then Vince, at the last minute, thought it would be funny to put him with Dutch Mantel because of their past. And uh, when that didn't work out, I guess the rest, as they say, is history. Wow. So disappointing. Um, All right, let's let's go to the phone lines. And and I apologize, (laughs) Dustin, you're up first. Yes. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. That's good. What's uh what's yeah. new? Uh I can't believe the uh, the Usos. I guess they turned heel because they attacked one of the members of the American Alpha for, for no apparent reason. I'm like, really? really American Alpha American Alpha beat the Usos in like a couple minutes and uh and and right after the because they're going to the finals for Backlash Sunday and the Usos just jumped for no apparent reason. Well, yeah, I mean, the writing was kind of on the wall with you, so the last couple of weeks they've been kind of doing dirty things, you know? Really heinous. Yeah, 
Yeah, they they, they said that um, they said it's about time. He uh, he said that WWE Universe the whole entire time they've been here has not been showing no respect. And they said they said that they'd be down that they get they're going to get some respect because they're done. They listen to the to what the what the WWE Universe thinks. So I guess that means it's the end of the stacker commercials too. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be something to see. And um, on Talking Smack later, they're going to give an update on one of the uh, members of the American Alpha that was attacked, and they're going to determine whether they can, uh, whether they're going to be able to uh, go on to this match Sunday. There's some speculation that the Usos are going to they're going to take that spot. Now, did they did they have a, because I'm assuming Smack well SmackDown's over now. It's 20 after 10 here on the East Coast. Um, did they set up? The two teams that are in the finals, it's American Alpha against two. I know it's later. I was hoping so. I was hoping <laughs> so. That, uh, that vignette last week, <laughs> Rhino was like playing oh. with the cheese whiz and eating the crackers. It was like <laughs> making his smiley faces and everything. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a frown. He made a frown. That's right. That's, that's so Rhino. It really is Rhino. I, I was waiting for Jamie Noble and Nidia to knock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Bertie, were you surprised at what Seth Rollins did last night to Kevin Owens? Uh, no, I'm not surprised at all. I think he reached his breaking point. The real question for Seth Rollins now, uh, and this is such a tough thing, um, I think a lot of times when you're a bad guy, Stro, can you back me up on this? A lot of times when you're a bad guy, and you're kind of on the cusp of becoming good. It's really easy to kind of go too far and lose your edge. I think. Is that fair to say? Do you think? Uh, you know, it it really takes time to be some some guys. It takes time to be accepted. You know what I mean? After being yeah. in the heel for so long. So I I think that's definitely the case with Seth. It's going to take some time, but once but once he gets his groove, I think people are going to, you know, take to him. But, you know, right now people got to – there's he's not jumping in right away, and, and it's going to take some time right. for people to really warm up to him. You know what I mean? Sure. The um the career trajectory – and this is a great tra- career trajectory to have. Uh, I would compare Seth Rollins to Triple H, the way he's just kind of come up and, you know, from the – from the low card to the mid card to the upper card, and he's he's really evolved over time. He's really, uh, I know the Shield was red hot when they came in and everything, but he's really evolved. You could almost say of the three of them, he's the one that evolved the most beyond the Shield at this point. And uh, you know, to kind of look at him and where he's at, um, at least Triple H when he was a good guy, he always had like that quick wit, that humor that kind of fit in with him that allowed him to be more readily accepted by people. And I don't know that Seth is that kind of a guy, either personally or in terms of his persona. And I think that's going to make it a little tougher, you know. He's going to be a little bit more of a serious guy, you know. He's going to... Um, he, Especially you got you gotta, you gotta a heel that everybody likes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's not... Right, yeah, that that's exactly it. Like Kevin Owens, my God, hats off to him, Dustin. He was like working overtime last night to get the fans to hate him, and they just didn't want to. 
who who had Kevin Owens? Yeah, I noticed that. I yeah. Was like, I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I wasn't surprised with that. Uh, you know, really, like, like he called all those people idiots because they're chanting, uh, "You deserve it." Last week in his moment, that they try to ruin his moment, <laughs> and I don't right, see why. Right. I, don't, I don't see why they don't turn Kevin Owens' face. I don't know why they don't uh, get. get uh, they're already behind him as it is, and he doesn't want. Yeah. It. He doesn't want no, no, no. He doesn't want the fans behind him. It's, it's. Yeah. Well, I think and, the whole and, thing was with, with Kevin so. Owens. He's got a lot of the fans behind him now with that whole thing that came out from that guy from ESPN last week on Twitter about his son. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, what a jerk. Yeah. So I think he's got a lot of the fans backing him on this. And, you know, no one wants to turn against him. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a tough thing, but I, I feel like Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins were put in a really difficult spot last night um, because they were both asked to pull off something that is kind of a stretch to imagine. You know, they, they, but what both of them had to do um, really, it's almost like working extra hard, kind of banging your head against a wall to a certain extent to accomplish what they did. um, Because in the long run, they'll be a lot better off for it. And I think that um, they both did a great job. I, I really do. Um, so, uh, Birdie, then, then they announced being wrong last week. If Ron Reigns wins his match, he's going to be added in a triple threat match. Maybe it be a triple threat match now. Uh, are they really going to go through with this? If Ron Reigns wins his match, he's going to be added to this match and make it a triple threat match now? <laughs> uh, Stro, it's your favorite <laughs> angle. Ain't it funny? Mick I know. I just think they're just doing it just to fans off that much more. <laughs> I can I can justify it less with this one because they already did it on SmackDown. Oh, God, is is Rusev not going to be back for a little bit or something? Is he on his honeymoon? Is that he's hurt? He's hurt. <laughs> is he like yeah. really hurt or is he like Cesaro hurt? No, he's really hurt. Okay. And poor What's Cesaro, he can't get he can't get any more tape on his body. <laughs> I was waiting for him to rip off the shirt and have like his imbi- entire back taped up. I know, me too. Um, uh, um, buddy, do you see Seamus winning the winning uh, the fourth match tomorrow in London? Uh, no, I I think that um, I think Cesaro is going to pull the comeback. He's down three to nothing now, right? Yes, and uh, I would love to see him uh, win three three three. Uh, three. Three matches in a row, making making a match seven. Yeah, that, that, that match is going to be uh, must see, must see. Well, here's here's the thing. You know, you do one, you do one tomorrow. It'll be three to one. You do one on Raw next week. It'll be three to two. The following week, it'll be three to three, and then you have the pay per view. Or am yep. I? I might be off one. Mm-hmm. You might have to do one at a house show. Yep. It's got yeah, to go to seven. Yeah. It's got to go to seven, you know? Yeah, man. Whoever wins, wins. But this isn't the NHL. The what, what are you saying, Dustin? Uh, uh, Mick Foley said whoever wins the series gets the guaranteed championship opportunity. Yeah, well, he told Cesaro that the first time he beat Sheamus. I don't understand. Yeah, uh, did you see what happened between the Miz and Dana Bryan kick off SmackDown? 
Daniel Bryan says, if you've got a problem with your match, why don't you just go and hand over the Intercontinental Championship? And Miz, Miz uh, I, I knew for a second there, Miz wasn't going to give up his championship. No, I, I missed it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> I will watch it, though. I will well, watch he it. He's facing Dolph Ziggler this Sunday, and he said, why is he have to face a, guy, a loser like Dolph Ziggler? He didn't earn anything. And, and so that's when Daniel Bryan said, if, if you uh, have a problem with your match, if you don't want to have the match, you can give, give up your championship by now. And the Miz didn't do it. Stro, how about Dustin? He thinks this is like the Tuesday Night Wars. We're all huddled around the monitor, seeing what the competition's doing. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing you, Dustin. No, I, I usually do watch SmackDown. I was trying to figure out an issue with this whole stupid system. So I wasn't able to watch SmackDown tonight like I would have liked. Um, at, the, at the very end, AJ Styles kicks Dean Ambrose in the groin. <laughs> Well, I mean, last week AJ Styles got crotched on the ropes and Dean Ambrose wasn't helping him there, so it seems like fair play. Yep, yep, and yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, I was like, really, AJ, really? You're going to just keep keep going on with this, saying he's the face that runs the place? I just can't wait for John Cena to come back. And then he finally shuts up AJ Styles. Mm. That's messed up. That's messed up. <laughs> Yeah, what's up with that? What's up with that? All right, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, I know you got other bunch of cars to get to. I don't want to hold up anybody, so. I love you, pal. Love you, too. Oh, one more thing before I get off it. Uh, Brady, did you see the new 50th anniversary Philadelphia Flyer jerseys? Do they have gold numbers this year? I know. I, I like it. We're the, we're the gold numbers now. I Yeah. I would have rather... I would have rather them trotted them out there, Kathy, in their 1967 uniforms. Okay. <laughs> I mean, they were pretty cool. They were like that bright orange, you know. I I like that. I they look like pumpkins, but still, it was neat. Uh, I've got I one of those wait. jerseys. Uh, I can't wait for next week when uh, Kurt Hawkins uh, makes his Snagon debut. Uh, I've been waiting for that for weeks now. Yeah, are you up on all your uh, Matt Hart? I mean, Kurt Kurt Hawkins facts. Uh, well, somewhat. Uh, uh, from what I've seen, uh, I'm ready, ready. I'm ready to see him back. <laughs> okay. I, I I can see Kathy doing the Doctor Evil, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm just, I just can't wait. To, I just wonder what they're gonna. I just can't wait to see what they're gonna do with him uh, uh, on SmackDown. I just want to see. Uh, I wonder what they're gonna do. Uh, it's gonna be something to see. I tell you that. <laughs> I I'm excited. You know. I no, I'm not really. Hey, Kurt Hawkins. I mean, he's a decent wrestler, but I don't know. I always felt like if he had as much personality as Zack Ryder, then. He would have gotten a singles push like Zack Ryder did. Yeah, um, and then also they were talking about on SmackDown that that everyone's born that Becky that Becky's going to win the championship this Sunday. <sighs> Say that again. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
don't think everybody, so. Everybody, everyone's been saying that Becky is probably is the, is the favorite in this in this this championship match at Backlash, and they're saying that she's going to be the one that wins this match next week. Really, I I think Nikki Bella is going to win. Yeah, that's what I've been saying too. But with her neck, I don't know. You just said you just said Becky. Well, no, no. Uh, that's what I've been saying before. That that I just don't yeah. know if it's going to be Becky because of her neck. I don't think her neck will hold up. I think her neck will be okay. I do. She's just got to stay away from that very dangerous rack attack. Um, and if she can do that, then she'll be okay. You know, I, I, I think it'll be her, um, at least in the beginning. Um, I would really like to see one of the two new women win it, either Carmella or really who I'd like to see would be Alexa Bliss. Um, I feel like Alexa's real, and, and I know I'm biased, Kathy, because she's my favorite in the world right now. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I, I know I bring um, it up every week. Um, uh, so she, she's yeah, my favorite. Then, I'd like to see her win it, Dust. So uh, there's one thing I want to mention for TNA. It's going to be at Bound for Glory October 2nd. It's going to be Ethan Carter versus Bobby Lashley for the TNA title. And I really, they're all thinking uh, to make me think that Ethan Carter's going to win back the championship from Bobby Lashley. Now, why why would anyone think that anyone's ever going to beat Bobby Lashley in TNA? Uh, it's going to be Ethan Carter, I can tell you. It's got to be. He's the, only one, he's the only one left that can beat him. Well, he got that guy Moose, but I don't know. They're, they're starting to become best it, friends because Moose last week, he turned on Mike Bennett. Didn't Bobby Lashley already beat Ethan Carter? No, he beat Drew Galloway. Drew Galloway, uh, he beat him twice. And uh, Ethan Carter won a number one contenders match, and he's a number one contender for the championship. So I'm hoping Ethan Carter wins the match. <laughs> By the way, totally unrelated, Stro, but when you're talking Bound for Glory main events, um, I am waiting. Kathy, you'll get a kick out of this, too. Do you remember when Austin Aries and Bobby Roode had, like, their awesome Bound for Glory match? And then they, yep. they had, like, a, they had like a nine-month angle after that where, like, Bobby Roode thought that Austin Aries beating him was a fluke. And then Austin just kept beating him every time they fought. Mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking how awesome that would be if they did a nod to that in, in like, NXT where they were talking about, like, a fluke or something like that. Unrelated, well, but I, I thought it would be. Well, well, Dustin, thanks for having me on. Hey, I love you, buddy. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Love you, too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right. Austin, I love Dustin. I really do. Um, <laughs> it gets better, though. Rat Boy, I'm sorry. I couldn't put you in the line with Melissa Coates. We uh we didn't have another hour and a half in it. We didn't have another hour and a half. Oh, how you doing? How you doing? Sweet potato pie, my man. Sweet potato pie. <laughs> I uh I I love the old day. I did 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 you guys? What did you guys? Kathy, was your power out when the uh when the old day came out? The old that day. was so <laughs> funny. Oh, it was funny because God. it was true. You know, okay. except instead of like old age, it's just that they're stale. It was perfect. That was a I gotta say that I, I love that. 
I love that <laughs> skit what they've done. The so old good. days. Can I get I like you to say the, so good? The one hits him with the uh, hits Biggie with the cane, and he just like looks as someone just hit me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I was busy eating my bootios when I saw that part. <laughs> if you eat them, you know you ain't booty. <laughs> oh, man. But those old guys, they ain't too much booty. They don't even know how to dance. You said dance? They can't dance. <laughs> they, they, they don't know how to shake it like like the rat boy can shake it. So it must be jelly because jam don't shake like that. Hey, Kathy, I think I need a drink. The guy, uh, <laughs> I think the guy that looked like CG, his body was going down, not up. Hey, maybe 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 Derek could teach you how to dance, Rap Boy. He's got maybe has some pointers that can help you. They all need pointers for me. (laughs) Even the females too. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what's going on. Is there a problem tonight, Brady? What, what are you saying? I got saying? a problem. You got a prize? I got a problem. A problem? Oh, uh, well, problem more is, money, more problems. <laughs> yeah. What it is that you should have <laughs> let me on so I could talk to my sweetheart, Melissa Cole. You know, like I said, Rap Boy, we didn't have an hour and a half to, uh, to put you on with her. All right, Rap Boy, enough of all that. In the room just got a hell of a lot cooler because Derek's on the show. How's everybody doing? Derek McDonald, everybody. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is that the old Derek or the new Derek? (laughs) Oh, I didn't know know there was a new Derek. Old old Derek is my older brother because he's looking like, so who's the new Derek? (laughs) Is he from the nursing home or the disabled home? What? Is he in a home or a disabled home? Am I in a? I'm 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 not in a disabled home. If that's what you're asking, why would I be in a disabled home, Matt Boy? What are you wishing on me? He, he's talking about the New Day skit from last night. Oh, oh, Matt Boy, I don't I don't know if you did, got this or not, but I'm not a part of the New Day. I know we all look alike, but I'm not <laughs> in the New Day. <laughs> Oh, jeez. So I'll let you know that, Rap Boy. Rap Boy, where are you? Are you at your parents' house? Like, it sounds like you're calling me from, like, do you know, like, those outer space movies where, like, the aliens, like, reach out and it's, like, a distant signal? This is what it sounds like talking to you tonight. Like, you sound like you are at the end of, like, a, like a long tunnel, like, maybe, like, a thousand light years away. I'm in the rat cage tonight. Wasn't this like a horror movie where the aliens like reached out to the people? Like the earthlings, I mean? 
Are you talking about close encounters of the is it of the third kind? Is that it? I don't, I don't know. Oh, no, I feel like that's like a newer movie. He might be. Or like the alien like voices that came through and the earth, the earth people thought they were friendly and they weren't. Oh, oh, um, with 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 that the great human being Mel Gibson. That one. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. Signs, I think it is. Yeah, I, I'm in my new oh, record. Signs. <laughs> oh, signs. Yeah, signs. that's right. Yeah, and Mike Shyamalan. Terrible movie, by the way. The sun had Here's your sign. For like two hours. That, that took hey, place about glass, ten minutes from my house. Water, boy, you'll be okay. <laughs> you have a glass hey. of water, you'll be okay. That movie was filmed about ten minutes from my parents' house. Really? <laughs> Maybe wow. fifteen. Mm. Yeah. I was in Philadelphia. All right, rap boys. That, that city, Godly. <laughs> well, you went to Kensington. That's not really like the Philadelphia. Now, now my, I know. Now I know why you yeah. talk so bad about the city. Like, I mean, you know, I'm if there, I just went first, to like. First of all, Brady, I went to visit my cousin. So why would you watch what you say? I'll send them after you. All they need is a picture. <laughs> <laughs> watch what you say. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like. That that I don't know. I mean, well, like look, you, should love, you know, I you should love, I went to Oakland, but I didn't go to like East Compton. Oh, no, I guess that's L.A. I went to L.A., but yeah, I didn't exactly. go to like East look Compton. Anyway, um, you should love you should love that town because that's where they filmed Rocky, and we all know Rocky is the greatest Philadelphia athlete of all time, as voted on by the people of Philadelphia. So you should love that town because Rocky never Rocky went to was. Kensington. Oh, I know. They <laughs> shot Creed there too, which is you know. Uh, an excellent movie, Creed, an amazing movie. Actually, the, the the scene where Rocky's running along the uh, railroad tracks that actually was filmed right near Kensington. So. Yeah, um, I went. My little cousin, he, he's trying to be a boxer, so I went to stop in. There's like a boxing gym on like every corner out there too. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's a it's amazing yeah. out there. But yeah, I went to go visit the. I, I got and in and got out. And there's females on every corner too. Rat boy, what are you doing? That was, that was that was how, Red Boy. That was how I Red, Red Boy reminds me of that big guy with um Chris Rock. Like every time Chris Rock would say something, the big guy would say the same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, no, but that like that the whole boxing gym thing, like I, I when I was a reporter, um, there was some movie being filmed at a at a boxing gym and I went to go cover it. And that was the day that I met Captain Lou Albano. He had like a like a a one off um what would you say? Cameo. He had a cameo in this movie. So I go to this random boxing gym. I think it was in South Philly. I could be wrong. And uh, I met Captain Lou Albano there. And it was right Joe before Hans. he died, too. And you know, it's, it's, it's of course, it's not what, the, the best of towns. Was it Joe Hand? I don't remember. I, I could probably find it. I'm sure it's in my email. Yeah, it's, um, it, I mean, um, for what it's worth, um, and there's a wrestling tie in here, the UFC champion, lightweight champion, Eddie Alvarez, he's from that neighborhood. So, I mean, there's a way out. You know, if you all the kids <laughs> out there, there's a way out. You know, fight. <laughs> there's a way out. There is a way out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can live in Fort Richmond for not much more money, so, and, and it's at least safer wow. there. Uh, <laughs> wow. I'm gonna let my cousins listen to this. And I'm gonna show them a picture of you, and I'm not. I'm not gonna be held <laughs> responsible for what they do to you. 
The only way I'm in, the only way I'm in Kensington is to take the L through Kensington. So. Yeah. It, um. Yeah. I was. I, I, and then I was going to stop at Cracker Barrel, um, in Jersey to get something <laughs> to eat. Cracker Barrel. I, 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 <laughs> see what I did there? But um, I just hate. I hate Jersey. No offense, Robert. I'm, I'm not a big Jersey fan. Um, Excuse me. So you took. Like, well, Kathy, you're an angel. You don't, you don't count. You, you can live anywhere. You're an angel. But, um, <laughs> the rest of that trash. Hey, those people now? <laughs> I told him, I told him, go to Christian on you. Oh, yeah, Good that you. guy. He has to catch me first. <laughs> that guy. That guy. Did, that the, guy. Uh, did the Cracker Barrel, did they have any sweet potato pie? I didn't stop that Cracker Barrel. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Did you guys watch SmackDown? Yep. <laughs> All right, Rap Boy. Yeah. Anything yeah. else, Rap Boy? Yeah, get out of here, Rap Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I just to tell everybody, yeah. week I'm going on at 7 p.m. But PXW Restaurant Lead, it's a new lead that started up, and they're looking for people. To do Man, what? You know. People to do what? The wrestle. Really? I'm a shooter, Rat Boy. Get me a job. I'm a shooter. I'll go in there and I'll just tap people out. Well, I think that's not going on the show because they are looking for other wrestlers, but you have to go down to Georgia and wrestle. All right. I'm, I'm going to go in there. I'm just going to be like the old NWA days. I'm just going to beat people up and choke them out and walk away with the title like I'm a Briscoe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a like I'm going to my show this uh, Thursday and uh, talk to the guy. Uh, okay, uh, I'll, I'll try. Right I'll try. Hey, everybody, check out the Rat Trap this Thursday, seven Eastern. VOCNation dot com. Love you, Rat Boy. Love you too, man. Bye. And don't forget when you take uh, a take a take a spoonful of that sweet potato pie. Think Get out of here, Rat Boy. Get out of here. Sweet potato bar. Sweet potato bar. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I um <laughs> really quick, really quick. I I also wanted to mention those shining stars. Oh, they still look like Manny Delgado to me. Wow! Hasn't changed. <laughs> wow! You proud of yourself? Baby? You proud of yourself? Hey, hey, that Dean Ambrose—he sure looks like Breath of Hitman Hart, huh? Huh? How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Jesus Christ, what are you doing? It's it's funny because um, we were talking about Dean Ambrose earlier tonight. It seems like the perfect opportunity to bring it full circle. Uh, Matt Grimm, who had to leave earlier tonight, um, he was talking about the fact that Dean Ambrose just doesn't feel like a champion. And, And I do think the part of it, I do think the part of it is because of the brand split. Uh-huh. You know, I, I think that, you know, you took your champion and you put him on just one show and you created another title that you kind of want to make it sound more important. Um, they really did a disservice to Dean Ambrose by not letting him be on both shows. Uh, but then again, they also did a disservice to him by having him have like the fifth or sixth most important match on SummerSlam. But you know what? And I think Steve Austin kind of alluded to this when he had the interview with Dean Ambrose. Um he wanted him to. He's kept telling him to push the envelope. You know, don't get too comfortable at the top. 
you know, don't get complacent. And it seems like that's what happened to Dean Ambrose. He's just, you know, he's, there. he's just a guy. He's just, he's just a guy with a title. And for everybody, and I brought this up last week, for everybody who bashed Roman Reigns, who's been the more impressive guy over the past two, three months? Am- Reigns or Ambrose? It's been Reigns. And, sure. Uh, and, you know, I think, and hopefully they put the title on AJ, but I think, you know, once you put the title on AJ, you're going to get uh, uh, a fresh character. You're going to get a guy who's going to have great matches. Um, and I think that's going to help elevate the title because, you know, I, I'm a Dean Ambrose fan, but, you know, the matches with Dolph Ziggler did nothing. The promos did nothing. His character does nothing for me anymore. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing AJ as champ. So um, here, here's my thing, and mm-hmm. and again, um, I I do think that Dean Ambrose has gotten a little complacent. I, I I can get I can agree with that, but here's my thing: they they haven't done him any favors. Like I know you had to have this brand split. Give Dean Ambrose a monster to fight back against. You know, give him give us like a reason to invest in him, a reason to care about him, like. Is he a better wrestler than Dolph Ziggler? I don't think most people care. Because that's not a very high bar. I mean, Dolph Ziggler is a great wrestler, don't get me wrong. But, you know, when you're thinking like the elite of WWE, beating Dolph Ziggler in the grander scheme of things is like beating The Miz. It really doesn't mean anything at this point. So I, no, I, I but... just I, I feel like this this is entirely WWE's fault. I, I feel that that's how I feel. I, I don't no, know I... how Dean Ambrose could push the envelope anymore in such a heavily scripted B level show. I mean, I think you should you can take what they give you and whether it's crap or not, I think if if you're into it, you can make it work. Um look what New Day did with that gimmick. They were preachers. <laughs> when they started, yeah. and and look, you know, Rusev, look what they've done to him in the past year. They they had him with Summer Rae, and they broke him and Lana up, and they put him in the League of Nations. But whenever Rusev was on your television, he was entertaining, and I think he kind of proved himself to Vince and those guys. Now now he's starting to you know reap the rewards of that a little bit with his his little push that he's getting. I think and Dean Ambrose, I, I don't want to say he's a he's one of the top guys. So I like to think he could kind of be like, hey, you know what, Vince, you know, or whoever's in charge of creative, that's cool. What if I did it like this? Because, like, I have a hard time believing creative, as bad as it can be at times, is coming up with some of the stuff that Chris Jericho does. And his stuff is very entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm wondering if Dean Ambrose is just, I'm the champ, I've made it, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Like, I wonder if he's doing what people – Accused John Cena of doing when he was the top guy. He's just happy to be there. I wonder if that's Ambrose. Maybe. Yeah, I mean that that makes sense. I I could see that. I mean, it's so tougher, and it's probably a combination. You know, lack of opportunity paired with, um, just generally being uninspired. You know. Yeah. I mean, I, I you know. It, it, it's it's tough for me to get behind the guy who should be the top guy. When CM Punk was the champion, mm-hmm. and he wasn't main eventing every show, mm-hmm. he his matches still felt like the most important matches on the show. Even when he was fighting mid-card guys, 
his matches felt like, oh, they were the true main event, you know, but John Cena has to go last. When Dean Ambrose is out there, the, the WWE title feels like the United States title now. I, I just think, and, you know, not, he hasn't evolved as a character either. Like I said, he's still the crazy guy from The Shield. He's just wearing, you know, Billy Kidman's <laughs> wife beater and a pair of jeans. Yeah. He, he's still kind of the same guy. He hasn't really changed at all. And um, maybe taking this time, maybe turning him hill and letting him do some more of the stuff he did when he was in the Indies and CZW. Maybe if they let him do some of that stuff, it, it, it'll help him. But they're doing him no favor. And I would hate for him to have this title reign and Vince look down on it. He doesn't get a shot from, you know, a while longer. I, w- I would hate for that to happen because he's a talented guy. But he, he has to come up with something because people are passing him by. Yeah, no, definitely. It's funny, we were talking earlier before you got on about Seth Rollins and, and Kevin Owens specifically, the uh, the tough job that they had last night. Um, Kevin, because everybody wants to love him and his job is to get them to hate him, and Seth, because everyone wants to hate him, and now it's his <laughs> job, whether or not he's officially a, a baby face or whatever, he at the very least has to find a way to sort of be a good guy without losing his edge. And that's going to be a really tough thing. Probably even tougher than what Kevin Owens is going through, because at least Kevin Owens can diss the crowd or whatever. It's a little easier to be a bad guy, I think. Um, But Seth Rollins, if you look at it in the past and, and all that he's done since leaving the Shield of the three members, he's the only one that's really moved on from the Shield, it feels like. Yeah. And um, I was listening. We we mentioned the, the podcast last week with Steve Austin and the Revival, and um, Stone Cold was talking to the Revival about how they're legit heels. How you know they get the people to boo them even when they're having a great match. And I believe it was Scott Dawson who brought up a good point. He said, um, "When you're a heel and you want people to hate you, you want them to boo you for what you're not doing instead of cheering you for what you're doing." So when you're Kevin Owens. Right and you're supposed to be the hill, and you're that big, and then you go in the ring, and you do a swanton bomb, why the hell am I going to boo you if you're going to jump off the top rope and do all these fancy moves? And um, I think the same went... hundred pounds. Yeah. yeah exactly. And I, and I think the same went for, for Seth Rollins when he was a hill. You know, he would do all the crazy flips, and the people would cheer for him. Um, I think if, and I think, I think Jericho said this in one of his books, he strip away everything that the people cheer for. You know, to the point where Jericho said he didn't even want merchandise when he was a heel. You know, why am I going to boo Kevin Owens when he has as many shirts as John Cena has? You know? Um, so yeah. maybe if he, he did things like, I think Seth's going to be an amazing babyface because he has in-ring work to do it. Um, Kevin Owens, I think if he just strips some of the things down and take away the stuff people love about you, you know, I, I, I think I think eventually it'll work out for him. I hope it works out for him because I would hate for them to take the title off of him because he's not looked at as an effective hero. Hey, Stro, who do you think has a harder job? Uh, Kevin Owens to be a heel or Seth Rollins to be a babyface at this point? Mm. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, you guys touched on a lot of good points. In fact, uh, what taking away what to do and what not to do, basically. And, uh, it, it all depends on how Seth and um, Owens applies himself. Um, 
in, in their situation because I mean they're they're in both in positions where they can go either way, honestly being baby yeah. face or heel. So it, it all depends on you know how they apply themselves in this feud and uh, where they take it. But um, I I think that if, if done right and going going forward, I, I think uh, if put in the right positions and 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 working the right style, I, I think those guys could uh, could turn it out. I, I would think so. I, now, now the question is, you know, with with this recent and it's a pretty drastic change for the raw landscape. Uh, where does this leave Roman Reigns? Because I don't see him going in that title picture. I, I can't imagine. I, I guess I think Rusev is on his honeymoon. So I guess whenever Rusev comes back, you, you can have him finish. You can have him finish that feud, or maybe, and this might sound crazy, maybe you just turn Roman Reigns hill, and he can work for a hit and work as a hill. Yeah, I mean, it, I know, right? I, I mean, but if, yeah. no play, if, if you're gonna make Seth Rollins the guy, then there's no need for Roman to be there. Oh. Until until Mania, because I do think, and whether it looks like it or not, I do believe Roman Reigns will be in a top match for the title by WrestleMania time. So you can do. I guess you can t- turn him heel now and have him turn face by the time Mania comes around. You know, maybe even possibly, you know, because obviously they're going to do Seth Rollins and Triple H at WrestleMania. So if you want to get the best out of Roman, put him in there with The Rock and turn him heel and have him work The Rock. And have that be his wow. And then after Mania, after he beats the Rocket Mania, he can go on to become champion and be the big hill guy. I don't think Roman is dead in the water. There's plenty of things you can do with him if you lose a play. Kathy, didn't you say that um, Rusev is hurt? Did you say that? I did hear that he was hurt. Okay. I mean, I know he's on his honeymoon as well. I'm, I'm just curious how long he's going to be out, you know? Um, I mean... I saw Lana. It's, it's put, tough. I saw Lana put up that. And this could just be her working the fans. She put my twenty-three day honeymoon starts today. So, <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So he <laughs> might be. If that's legit, he might be going till October. I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised that they didn't do like honeymoons in all these different countries. Do like weddings in all these different countries, like. Awesome. That's what I was waiting for. You know, we had our Bulgarian wedding. We had our Chinese wedding. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's where I figured it was going. Um, it, um, Roman Reigns is in a tough spot. I mean, he's going to really – because you've got Cesaro. He's going to be fighting his way back in this best of seven. I assume Cesaro is at least going to take it to seven if he gets screwed. I mean, I don't know. But um, I assume that that's going all the way to the pay-per-view. And uh, I mean, so those guys are going to be tied up. I, I, I mean, mean, why why not turn? I mean, they just turned the Usos for God's sake tonight. So if you can turn the Usos, yeah. you, can turn, you can turn Roman Reigns. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we're uh, we're almost out of time here on the live feed. So if you're listening and it cuts you off, uh, be sure to go to vocnation.com and check out the archived version. It'll be up as soon as we go off the air. You can download it. You can listen to it there. Uh, whatever you want, and if you want to try and sneak in real quick with the call, uh, hurry up and call in, 914-338-1885, that's 1885, and uh, yeah, that's that's about it, so. Um, I, I just, 
<clears throat> you know, I, I wonder I wonder if Roman Reigns isn't going to be taken off this pay-per-view. Or maybe they reach the, the conclusion that they have to put him in the main event because there's really nothing there for him. I, I, I don't know. I, this is where the brand split starts to hurt, guys. Because once you exhaust like those like initial couple matches, you know you're kind of limited in what you can do with certain guys. Yeah, uh, like I said, you, you can always do the double turns with Roman and and and, and Seth to solidify Seth being a a good guy because they still haven't really said if, if he's a good guy or a bad guy yet. So you could do that. Right. Um, he's just a guy. Yeah, he's just a guy. You can always um. I, I, they said Sheamus. I mean, they said the winner of Sheamus and Zaro was going to get um, a title shot after whoever wins it. So I'm assuming you can have Owens screw Rollins somehow, and you could do Owens and Cesaro, and then you could have the Rollins Reigns thing going on. I guess you could put whoever with with um with um Rusev. So there's that. Um, I think the wild card, though, is Samoa Joe, because I think he's going to come up within the next couple of weeks, and I, I guess it depends on what show you want to put him on. Yeah. I, I was going to bring that up. It, you would think he should go on SmackDown just kind of logically, but, you know, maybe you have Samoa Joe take out Roman Reigns next week. There you go. See, I was thinking you can take a guy, Miz has been talking about the bingo hall, and just have Daniel Bryan bring his buddy Joe in, and Joe can go, you know, I'm from the bingo hall, blah, 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 this and that, even though I would want Joe to be the monster hero on WWE that he is in NXT. Me, I, would, yeah. I don't want him to be a face yet, but, you know, it's it's the old man event, so you never know what he's thinking. Well, one thing I was hoping he would think, and he hasn't thought it yet, is I was hoping he would think, Wow, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and Chris Daniels was like gold. Yep. And it sure would be nice to see one more match with the three of them. That's what I was hoping for, but it doesn't look I, like it's going to happen. I think he's because I think Roderick Strong has signed a deal. He just hasn't been on TV. He's snatching up everybody from the Indies except Christopher Daniels and Kazarian. And I, it, is it Daniels' age that he's holding against them? I mean, what the guy's amazing. What? And he's still going, and he, I don't think he's had a yeah. major injury. Why wouldn't you sign the guy? I I mean, I, I as far as Kazarian, I think I, – I could be wrong, Kathy. You might know. Uh, Kazarian kind of left on bad terms, didn't he? Because I remember something about, like, they wanted him to cut his hair, and he wouldn't. They wanted him to yeah. change up his look, and he wouldn't. Do I, don't I remember that? Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I remember. Yeah, I think yeah, I remember that. I mean, as far as Chris Daniels goes, I, I don't understand it. I mean, the guy's a consummate professional. He's uh, really would be the perfect – because what they've been doing is they've been bringing in these veterans to mentor. If you're going to slide Samoa Joe up, you're eventually going to slide Nakamura up, I have to assume. Austin Aries, Bobby Roode. Chris Daniels would be like a logical guy to bring into NXT, almost in that Rhino-type role, you know, like, a, like more of a, a mentor in the locker room. And I think he'd really fit in there. Yeah, and um, I heard somewhere, I think it was Meltzer was saying, WWE, they really want Kenny Omega, and they really want Adam Cole. So I would assume you will see those two guys in WWE or NXT in the next year or so, but I don't understand why they don't, and they could want them, they just haven't said anything. Jay Lethal was another guy, I think, 
Jay Lethal's kind of washed off the TNA stench, and he's made himself into a yeah. star. I don't understand why they wouldn't want him either. I mean, I yeah, as far as Jay Lethal, I don't know. I mean, as far as Adam Cole, uh, we were saying the exact same thing six years ago. I, I don't understand it. Um, I know he's really small. But with all the cruiserweight stuff they're doing, you would think he would be a perfect fit. Um, I I don't know. The only thing I can figure, and I and I've known this. I mean, Adam Cole has um he he he's one of those indie guys who's been very smart with like what he takes and like like the, the bookings that he takes. He's really careful that if he's signing anything that's exclusive that it's financially worth his while. And that's the yeah. only thing I can figure is what they're offering him for NXT. So far, hasn't been worth his while more than Ring of Honor. Adam Cole's the Ring of Honor champion, isn't he? I believe he won the title. Yeah, he just beat Lethal. Yeah. He just beat Lethal. Adam, so now Adam Cole is only the second guy ever, maybe the third, to win the title twice. Jay Briscoe might have done it as well. I'm not sure. Um, Do you think... Do you think, and I, I was having this conversation with my brother when we were watching Always on Vacation, I think guys like Cole and the Briscoes and Strong, but he's gone now. I think they've kind of done everything they can do in ROH, and they've kind of outgrown ROH. Do you think Cole has reached that point where it's just it's best for him to go somewhere else? I mean – I do, but I want him to be careful where he goes. I don't want him to be like Mike Bennett. <laughs> oh, oh, poor Mike Bennett. That's right. I mean, I feel bad. Like, because like, Mike Bennett, I really thought WWE was going to snatch him up. I thought they were even going to bring back Maria as a as a as a heel manager, you know. And it just yeah, just didn't happen. And I don't oh. know if it didn't happen because of Maria. I I don't. Maybe it was like an you know we want you, we don't want her. Because yeah. again, kind of like Kazarian, I know she didn't go out the best, uh, the best way, which is strange yeah. because she was so important to them for so long. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I I can assume if you're if you're married to somebody and you're making decent enough money and you get to be on the road with her, you probably don't take that big money contract when they say to leave your wife at home. <laughs> That's true. I- I just I was so excited for I was excited for Mike Bennett and I was excited for Moose and they both ended up in TNA yeah and off yeah. and nobody cares about them. and that's terrible because they're both and Moose is real good he's getting better and better but it's you know it's TNA what are they gonna do with you you know I I'd almost rather see them doing the Ring of Honor New Japan stuff you know I mean yep exactly I don't I don't regularly watch New Japan but I mean. It's nice to know that they're there, you know, that they're yeah. making money there. The Young Bucks are another one. I feel like they've done almost all that they can do. Like, it's time. I want to see the Young Bucks, like, on Raw. Yeah, and I, I, I know the yeah, I know. Stand, I know Roddy's on. gone. Yeah. Is, Is he, that official? Yeah. Where did Robbie sign? Yeah. Ring of Honor? I don't know. No, Rod Roger Strong. He left Ring of Honor. Oh, I thought you yeah, meant Roddy Robbie. I thought you meant Robbie Rob Echoes, I thought you meant. No. Roddy Roger Strong. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Rod Roderick's I, yeah, Roderick's with WWE now. Or at least I just, he's on his way there. And you hear fans go, I don't want them to go to WWE because they're gonna ruin them, blah, blah, blah. 
I just love seeing guys who killed themselves in other promotions. I love to see them make it to the big time. Like, watching Bobby Roode come out on NXT, that had to be the time of his life. He had to feel like I finally made it. You know, I, I like to see guys like sure. that and Joe, and Joe and Austin Aries and all these guys. I like to see them make it to the big show so they can get some of that, you know, first of all, they can get paid on time. And they can get some of that appreciation yeah. that they deserve, that they've earned. And I feel like Adam Cole's at that level. I feel like Roderick Strong's at that level. I, I, I thought Chris Daniels was there years ago to see those guys finally make it. And, uh, that's a good swan song in the career. Well, one can always hope, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think they're worried about there being too much turnover in NXT. That's why yeah. they didn't go crazy with the draft. With with sending guys to uh, the main roster, I, yeah. I think there's a lot of concern there. You know, they want they want that stability, that progression. Like Nakamura has been there since WrestleMania. He's one of the shortest tenured guys to win the title. You know, most of the time you kind of go there for a year and then you win it. Yeah. So and and I mean to me that makes sense. You know, you you chase the title for a year, you hold it for a year, and then you get called up. You know, but when you're talking about guys who are 39, almost 40 years old, you know, and, even and Austin Aries, I think he's like, I think Austin Aries is like just turning 35, I think it is, or something like that. Like, you know, I wish I was 35 again, but that ain't that young. Well, I'm not 30, so I'm not rushing to be 30. I mean, I'm 30, I'm not rushing to be 35. <laughs> but, and another thing right. with these guys, I think we said before, they have so much mileage. You don't want them to get to the main roster like Finn Balor just did, and then they get hurt. You know, Sammy hurt his shoulder. You know, Finn yeah. Balor hurt his shoulder. Cesaro hurt his shoulder. You know, I'm hoping Kevin Owens doesn't get hurt. You know, all that mileage from yeah. all those crazy ROH matches catches up to guys. Seth Rollins is a good guy now, so he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to throw people into the yeah, yeah, whatever right. object is standing up. up. That's right. He doesn't have to pick people out. Yeah. <laughs> Now a simple uh, drop toe hold will be enough. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, we should um, we should probably think about getting out of here. Right? For for those of you who were listening last week, I don't know if you guys caught this. Um, we're 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 talking the show. We're doing the show, and um, Chris Best was joining us from VOC Wrestling Nation. We're having a great discussion. Uh, Blog Talk just randomly cut us off in the middle of the discussion toward the end. Maybe about three or four yeah. minutes left. And I was so pissed. And I and I read yeah. Blog Talk Radio, and I'm like, I'm holding back cursing, because anytime I ever curse at a company, they ban me like the soup Nazi. So, like, I, I, I don't want to <laughs> curse at them. But I'm so mad. I'm like, I've been doing this show for seven years now. Mm-hmm. Seven and a half years, really. I've been doing it on Blog Talk Radio now for maybe three and a half, something like that. Mm-hmm. I have never had Blog Talk Radio make me think that the show is recording and then just cut it off without telling me. That's never had that happen. Not wow. once. And she's just like, well, when you go overtime, you know, there's no guarantees. It depends on the amount of traffic. They are wow. so unapologetic at Blog Talk. I, I can't it, stand them. If, if there was a competitor for them... I would jump so quickly. I would take the whole VOC nation and host it somewhere else. But there's mm-hmm. nobody that offers a service like Blog Talk does. There's nobody that lets you stream live and take callers. I just having resisted the urge to go with Blog Talk for so long before the VOC nation merger, 
Mm-hmm. I can't bring myself to pull away from them. Yeah. Ugh. But that, I hate them. Sucks. I hate them. And and it's funny too, like I'm waiting for them to ban us because like anytime there's an issue I'll go on Twitter and I'll just blast them to the eighty five thousand people or whatever that VOC Nation has as followers. <laughs> and yeah. I'll just be like Oh, I was like like the one time, like they just like they did routine maintenance on a Thursday night at eight o'clock at night. Like prime time. They charge premium prices for prime time shows. And then they have routine maintenance where the whole system is down during prime time that people are paying extra money for. And I was like, oh, well, I said something like, uh, you know, what, what, what a perfectly planned uh, system update to occur during prime time. Yeah. We're the single reason that Blog Talk Radio has an F rating right now in the Big Better Business Bureau because they wouldn't resolve my issue. <laughs> then they threw money our way after after they got the F rating, but it was too late by that point for them. Sounds like this in the eighties. Sounds like Vince McMahon in the eighties. It, it is, mm-hmm. you know, they're a monopoly and they're damn proud of it. So, and it's cool. You know what? I'm sure if they listen, I'm probably violating terms of service, so I, I probably should stop. But uh, <laughs> tell them why you They are a bear, man. Like we pay them and and. Uh, at least, at least once every two to three weeks, there's something major that happens on one of the shows. I just cross my fingers every week that it isn't us. Tonight with the phone lines with Melissa Coates, Drell, am I right? Oh yeah. Like I, we yeah. had her, Derek, and like it just like mm-hmm. it wouldn't connect. Then it wouldn't show us that she was connected. Jesus. We got the interview started like 15 minutes late. I just watched um, I just watched a shoot interview with her and and um, Taz and um, she dresses up like I Dream of Jean. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. In fact, I'm gonna go look at pictures of her before I go to bed. Wow. What? <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, whatever floats your boat, bro. I'm, I'm not here to judge. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Ah, man, she is she is jacked. I mean, I I, yeah, I gotta she say is. she is. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, she really is. But like she was saying, the difference between her and China is that she's five foot five, not like five foot ten, five foot eleven. <laughs> that's not nice. But it's true. It's it's true. That's, that's not nice. It's true. She said it. You know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's where we are. Uh, next week, uh, Kathy's definitely going to be at SmackDown. Uh, I'm likely to be at SmackDown, but I, uh, Stro, I understand you're probably going to try and hold down the fort for us until we can get on. That's okay. Cool. You know, we we can talk about that. You know, if you if you change your mind, I certainly understand. We can always run a best of or something like that if we need to. Uh, but we can oh, figure yeah. that I, out. I mean, you're happy to help. <laughs> Yeah, I, I and I assume Macrim will be there. I assume Derek will be there at some point, and and I'll call mm-hmm. in when the show's over. Uh, assuming I even go, you know, I might. Who knows? I mean, just because I request a ticket from WWE doesn't mean I'm going to get one. So we'll find out. But yeah, so that's where we are. Uh, Derek, any plugs for this week? Um, 
finally, it is, it's finally here. UFC 203. <laughs> Hopefully, CM Punk doesn't get hurt between now and Saturday. The fight will be here. You should be hearing me on HNIC Radio next week. Um, like I said, me and me and Dean, mostly Dean. Dean is hoping for CM Punk to go in there and just get blitzkrieg. Um, <laughs> I kind of. I kind of care about the guy's health in a way. He's a married man. I don't want him to get beat up too bad. But, um, yeah, I'll I'll be on talking about that fight. Like I said before, hopefully CM Punk doesn't win, because if he does, me and Dean will have nothing to talk about. So, um, yeah, and and, and that, that's pretty much it. Oh, and everybody out there, one of my favorite wrestlers got hurt tonight, uh, Chad Gable. So keep Chad Gable in your prayers, everybody. Cause, uh, cause Is he okay? the AC. They said he had an ACL sprain, I think is what they said. Now, it could be oh man, uh, it, it could be one of those worked injuries, but it looked pretty bad from what I saw. So I hope he's okay. Um, other than that, I'm, I'll be back. If there's a show, I'll be back next week. And um, for now, I'm going to go play with my dog because he actually misses me because I haven't seen him in a week. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you got going on, Stro? Well, uh, tomorrow, WCW Retro returns, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on VOCNation.com. This Saturday, I'll be at the Florence Cosplay Expo in uh, Florence, South Carolina. For more info, go to FlorenceCosplayExpo.com, so I can sound. Next Saturday, uh, we'll be returning to GXW Ground Zero Wrestling at GXW Arena in Richmond, Virginia. More info on that. Ticket info, go to go, G-O, GXW.com info. And coming up soon is going to be the premiere of the movie I'm in with Bill Goldberg called Checkpoint, uh, along with uh, William Forsythe, Fred Williamson, Mindy Robinson, and uh, Kenny Johnson, all star cast. Uh, and for more information on, on the movie premiere coming up, the Checkpoint, go to CheckpointTheMovie.com. And for anything wrestling, movie, TV, and film on me, go to Destro.com, T H E S T R O.com. Facebook at Stro the Maestro, Twitter at the Stro, and Instagram at Stro Maestro. All right, and Kathy Fitz had to head out a little early tonight, but uh, I, I just want to mention a couple real quick plugs. Tomorrow night, the classic in the room interview following WCW Retro. Um, Joel Goodhart, actually, uh, our good friend Joel Goodhart, the uh, the Tri-State Wrestling Alliance founder, the precursor to the ECW. So everybody, be sure to check out that. Uh, also, I want to remind everyone, Stephen Bell, he does such a fantastic job recapping the Rawls and the pay-per-views each and every week. Uh, so Stephen Bell will be back this Sunday night, 1130 Eastern, uh, com. You can even call in. There's a number there on the site. Uh, and he's going to be running down the Backlash pay-per-view. I, I have to renew my WWE subscription. I always let it lapse and then come back when the pay-per-views come around. Um, so I, I have to make sure to do that. That's going to be more frequent now, right? Because it's going to be like two, three a month, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I guess when I renew it, I'll have it for the two weeks for the next one, <laughs> I guess. You know, <laughs> I, I only renew it when something is of interest. Like, I, I, I like, I, um, what do you call it? Like, I binge-watched. I, I binge-watched Holy Foley. Is it um, good? You know, it's better than I thought it would be. It really okay. is. Um, it's interesting and it's cool too like there's that kind of I mean not local for me local for you but like 
the whole New York wrestling connection thing, like they, they really talk a lot about New York wrestling connection because his daughter's training there. Really? Yeah. Oh. So like I think like the first five or six episodes are up online. I, I recommend checking it out. It's pretty good and his daughter's beautiful. By yeah, the way, I, I can't I, I I can't imagine that that's his offspring, but Oh, Brady Hicks. Cut it up. Look, <laughs> first of all, his wife his wife is, is beautiful. She's a, his wife is a beautiful one. She was and Brady Hicks, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. I'm sorry, from the mouth of Dave. I I, and, <laughs> I don't know. And and a young Mick Foley, a, a young spry Cactus Jack was not an ugly guy. He wasn't ugly. He did that to himself. Yes, yes, he did. I can't argue that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's funny. He's got his uh, his whole family. Says he's got the three sons. That uh, the one son works for WWE Creative. His daughter's training to be a wrestler and. His other two kids just are content playing with action figures all day, so it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I recommend I recommend Holy Foley. I'm gonna I'm gonna start watching it when I'm going to sleep tonight. Yeah, they're only like thirty minute. They're only like thirty minute episodes, so you'll get through them pretty quickly. Um, yeah, so that's not bad. I definitely recommend checking that out. Uh, but yeah, Stephen Bell does the great recaps and uh, backlash pay per view this this Sunday, eleven thirty Eastern, uh, next week, in the room, and uh, Kathy and probably me will be off for the first hour, but we'll be calling in at ten. We're going to SmackDown Live. I can't wait. And uh, nine twenty, that's September twentieth. Old school Eric Martin from the ECWA joining the program to talk about the 49th anniversary show, ECWAProWrestling.com, for tickets and information for that. That's about all I got. So, everybody, have a great night. Be good to each other. I'm sorry to PWI for talking about the list like that. I I, I do care about it very much. and I respect very much all the hard work that goes into it, Derek. You know oh, you blasted you, you blast you blast Roman Reigns being number one. No, no, I blasted okay. Stro not making the list. Oh, oh well, yeah, hell yeah. Um, but again, it's like, like I always say, it's, uh, it's like those meetings are like going to a fantasy football draft where you have to get all, all the teams to agree on every pick in order. Yeah, and uh, that sucks. So, anyway, everybody, be good to each other. Take care. We'll talk to you real soon. Bye bye. Oh, I also forgot real quick. I just want to mention GoFundMe.com backslash Pro Wrestler Sabu. Such a great cause. So everybody go check that out. And please donate for Sabu. And uh, keep tabs on Melissa Coates as well. And thank you, Melissa, for your time tonight. All right. We'll talk to you later.
total package, Lex Luger, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Steins of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. Yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Ding, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was an LA champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill Apter, and once again, we're speaking here with 
Bruno Sammartino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did didn't have anything to do with this? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.